This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Worcester, Ohio. We're at Fallis Field for tonight's OCC matchup between the Worcester Generals and the Mansfield Senior T.Y. Tigers. I'm Aiden Chandler, and I'll be joined tonight uh, by Craig Jackson. I'm filling in for Nick Michaels, who is, uh, we'll say, on assignment this evening. Uh, don't don't be kind. He's being a bum. He's being lazy. <laughs> Nick Nick is uh, his friend is getting married, so um, we hope you have a good time at the wedding, Nick. But we are going to go ahead and get you ready for tonight's matchup. Um, Worcester sits at two and five and one and four in the Ohio Cardinal Conference, and the Mansfield Senior Tigers are five and two and four and zero oh in the Ohio Cardinal Conference. We have made it to week eight of the high school football season, and Mansfield currently sits atop the OCC standings by themselves. Um, the next closest team, New Philadelphia, is half a game back, four and four and one in the uh, conference standings there. So uh, we look, we look, the Tigers look to inch closer to that OCC title. They actually have not won an outright OCC title, I believe, since 2013 but they can move one game closer to doing that with a win tonight. So there's a lot on the line. Um, but before we jump into this one, let's talk a little bit about last week, a huge win at home against the Ashland Arrows. Yeah, absolutely. It was a huge win. Uh, it was it was definitely a, a much different game than I was anticipating. If you had told me that going into halftime it would be 0-0 and gave me betting odds on that, I would have never taken that bet. Uh, it was a defensive struggle and uh, – you know, in the at the beginning of the second half, Ashland came out. Uh, Mansfield unfortunately fumbled the opening kickoff of the second half. Ashland uh, marched down the field and uh, punched it in the end zone, kind of punched uh, the Tigers in the mouth. And then it's like uh, Coach Bradley and the Tigers got really upset. They got kind of kind of mad, and they just kind of dominated the game after that. Uh, Ashland only had 142 yards of total offense in that game, so the, the Tiger defense was just absolutely uh, dominating. Uh, it was just it was a very impressive uh, uh, old school run the ball down your throat. Tigers had a, a, a two guys, uh, uh, Duke Reese and Jameer Petty, both with 91 yards rushing. Spread the, spread the running game around. Uh, and Aiden, I, I'm an old school guy. I love the running game and I love defense. And so it, it did my heart good to see that type of game. Yeah, I mean and. We're not shying away from that tonight. I mean, anytime the Tigers line up against the Generals, regardless of the records, it is always a close game. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back. Uh, Nick sat down to talk with Coach Bradley, so we'll hit that up when we get back. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. Welcome back to Fallis Field in Worcester, Ohio. 
Again, I'm Aiden Chandler, joined by Craig Jackson to get you ready for tonight's OCC matchup between the Generals and the Tigers. Um, Tigers head coach Chokey, Chokey Bradley is in his 14th season at the helm of the Mansfield Senior High football team. He has a career coaching record of 97-52, and 52, and with 97 victories, he is the winningest coach in Tiger football history. Under Coach Bradley, the Tigers have won four Ohio Cardinal Conference championships, and he has led the team to the OHSAA playoffs seven times. Well, against the Worcester Generals, he is 7-6, and six, but he's 5-1 and one here at Follis Field. Our own Nick Michaels caught up with Coach Chokey Bradley to recap last week's matchup with the Arrows and to preview this week's matchup with the Generals. All right, Chokey, so let's do what we always do, recap last week, Ashland. We knew it was going to be a hard-hitting, gritty, blue-collar football game, and it did not disappoint. What another great rivalry against uh, Coach Scott Valentine. It's always good playing those guys, um, you know, especially with Scott being back over there. Uh, so, you know, it was nothing short of a really good football game. And, you know, when we look back at that game, defensively, you guys, I thought, did a wonderful job. You know, the wheel route is something Ashland's always attacked you guys in the past, and I thought you guys did a really nice job defending that. Well, you know, um, you know, our, our kids did a really good job of preparing well and staying focused throughout the week. And, uh, and then going out and executing the game plan on Friday. And then, you know, Duke and the offense, they were able at the end of the game to put, put together two good drives to get you guys the win. That's got to feel good knowing that when the game is on the line, your offense stepped up. Absolutely, man. You know, we rely on those guys, rely on Duke. Um, I think our, I thought our offensive line opposed their will. Um, you know, we had, you know, some big rushing yards. Um, and, and you know, you know, as I know, you get this late in the season, you got to be able to run the football. And I thought we did really well with that. And, you know, I, I went back and watched the, the game film. Duke did a wonderful job with reading the defense, especially on third down, seeing that he had that path and he just took off with his feet and he got the first down several times. That is pretty awesome to watch. He's a hard guard, man, when, you know, when, when he utilizes his athleticism with his legs. Um, you know, when you put the two together with his arm and his throwing and his mental capacity of reading defenses and still being able to uh, break your defense down when you get outside the pocket, um, you know, he's a he's a um, you know, he's a threat. You know what I mean? And so we have to continue to utilize that, you know, to our advantage. And, uh, and, I, and I think we will. And so talk about now, tonight we have Worcester. It's going to be a tough one. Worcester always is that kind of another game like Ashland where it's blue-collar, it's hard-nosed, it's very chippy, uh, especially when we go up to Worcester. I mean, what is it about this place, just going up here and playing at Fallis Field, that really kind of has made so many memorable matches over the years? Well, you know, before um... – you know, um, you know when we used to play them that Coach Haas, um, you know, had those guys playing really, really, really good football. And, um, you know, they won our league, I don't know how many times in a row. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they were, you know, tough, you know, very physical, very fluent, you know, football program. And, and uh, it was it was tough to beat those guys, you know, and. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate, you know, to to um, still compete with those guys, you know, in the years past since Haas. Um, but it's still been, you know, a very, 
you know, a formidable game between us two. And uh, they play us hard. We play them hard. Um, you know, it's it's just, you know, one of those backyard snot nose bubble bubble games. Um, you know, they big and, and very physical. And, and um, you know, they got a bunch of kids. Um, you know, so we have to always go prepared and, and, and understand that, you know, we have to present our A game, you know, or we get beat. You know, in 2019, we just – Went to the state championship game and lost to Worcester mm-hmm. uh, over there at their place, and they won the league uh, over you guys. They won the league yeah. over us, so um, you know we got to be we got to be ready to play, man. And, and uh, if you're not ready to play, man, um, especially over there um, at their place, you know you'll get beat. And Worcester has had a roller coaster of a season. One one week they almost beat West Holmes. The next week they're losing to a struggling Mount Vernon team. So that's got to make you on edge too. You don't know exactly what you're going to get because you can watch all the film you want, but football is such a funny game sometimes, don't you think, Coach? Well, you just throw the you know for us, man. We ain't looking at what their record is. Um, you know, we watch the tape. We know what they can do. Um, you know, they you take away uh, you know a couple mistakes here and there in that Mount Vernon game, and they win that game. Um, they were in, you know, in the red zone to score a couple different times and, you know, shot themselves in the foot. Um, you know, you like to say that from week to week you make new mistakes. So, you know, this week against us, you know, they probably, they might not make that mistake. You know, so, you know, we have to, you know, prepare and, and uh, you know, come ready to play the Worcester team that we know and always play, which is a hard-nosed, you know, tough, physical, um, you know, very athletic football game. Um, besides the records, you know, we don't even pay no attention to that stuff because um, the game going to have to get won on the field, not in the record books. What's the theme this week here in practice? Yeah, just continue to work on us, um, continue to focus on us, the little things, um, you know, you know, be sound on in all three sa- phases of the game. And, um, you know, that's just what we want to do this week. Thanks, Shoki, and good luck tonight. Thank you very much. So you heard it there, Coach Bradley previewing this matchup with the Generals. Um, he, he said it's going to be one that you got to win in the trenches. And we expect that. It's a beautiful night. For football here, Craig. Right now, it's only 60, 64 degrees. That's perfect football weather. Oh yeah, this is uh, I'm, I'm just as I'm an old school uh, run defense football guy. I'm a I'm a fall guy. I love this time of year. The leaves in the background are starting to change. It's beautiful over here. Perfect it, night for football. And it's a beautiful scene here at Fallis Field in Worcester. I mean, the scenery. You got the high school here, um, past the football stadium, and bunch of trees to your left. So. Beautiful night for football as the sun is setting. Uh, but a big standout player for the Tigers has been Quinton DeBolt. Quinton DeBolt has filled in big time for the Tigers as the place kicker and punter. Replaced two-time All-Ohioan, twice first-team All-District, and twice All-Conference kicker Sean Putt, who is now a member of the Ohio Wesleyan football team. Uh, that's a D3 college. The senior DeBolt wears number 87 for the brown and oranges and has impressed this coaching staff with his skills. He is 22 for 22 on extra points, 2 for 4 on field goals, and averages 37.3 yards per punt with a long of 56 yards. Nick Michaels sat down with DeBolt to discuss his transition 
from the soccer field to Arlen Field. All right, Q. Well, it's uh, actually kind of cool that I finally get to talk with you. We haven't really had a conversation yet this season, and uh, I have to say so far I'm so proud of the way that you've really stepped into this role because, you know, Sean was here for, what, three years and broke a a lot of kicking records here. So that kind of has to keep you motivated, too, that you have such a good role model to kind of fill his place. I did, yeah. Um, I came in, it was my sophomore year. Like halfway through the year, he was like, "Come kick, come kick, come kick." I was like, oh, "I don't really want to." And I came out one day, I kind of liked it, and he uh, he kept me into it. He was giving me rides. I didn't have a car at the time, so he was bringing me here every day, bringing me to soccer. So I appreciate him for that. And uh, he taught me a lot of things. He taught me how to kick all three punt kickoff PAT. So um, I appreciate him for that. And it's he has a lot of records. So hoping I can break them, but they're pretty hard to break. He's got some standing. Have you talked to him at all this season? Has he kind of helped you at all, maybe gave you a little insight uh, as the season progresses? I haven't talked to him too much, but I've, I've talked to him a little bit about his college career and stuff like that too. So, But I know he's been here a few times. He's been with um, Noah, who's looking to be our kicker next year. But I haven't been around when he's around too much. I should probably get in touch with him. Yeah, well, he actually probably is listening to this because he tells me he listens every <laughs> week to me. So uh, <laughs> do right, you have any message for Sean? Hey, good luck up there in uh, – in college, man. All right, so let's talk about kicking this year. So you came onto the scene. Obviously, I hadn't had a chance to see you really kick, obviously, you know, with being behind Sean. But I have to say, your presence on the field, it just looks like, you know, as a rookie, you come onto this field, there's a lot of pressure. But really, it's just like you have ice water in your veins when you go out for a kick. What goes through your mind when you go to kick? Um, I appreciate that. But, um... I kind of I feel like I do get nervous, but I've I've settled into it a little bit after the first you know few games. The first game was pretty rough, but after that, um, the next few games I got they get easier as they go on. But you know not not kicking any last year or years before that and coming in first year, I was pretty tough at the beginning, but it's it's getting easier as it goes on. Well, you know, too, we noticed at the beginning of the season the coaching staff was trying to work out the right combinations for punting. What? happened to where they came to you and say hey let's see if you can punt and boy you have delivered because John Davis and I talk every week and you are progressing and you're getting better and those punts I have to say are pretty impressive uh thank you um and it was weird for when we were doing our scrimmages in the beginning I was sick for about a week or two so when we did our um like in, in scrimmages when we did punts and PAT and specials and stuff, I wasn't on punt because I wasn't there for that. So they, they had Melo do it, and then after the first week, they're like, hey, you want to come kick? You know, you're feeling better. You've been out practices more. You can get snaps and reps. And I was like, yeah, why not? And then it's worked out pretty well. What do you like better, punting or place kick? Oh. Uh, punting's less stressful, but I think I like place kicking better. Place kicking? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about the biggest thing for you, how do you motivate yourself? Because I, I noticed that you've had a couple of long ones this year. What, 45, 46? You don't make it, but you come close. How do you refocus and reset as a player moving forward? Ed? Um, Just realize it's it's my first year. I got time to improve and come out here and practice, put work in the lab, and just keep improving. And, I mean, I've been good from, from – um, close range and I got to work on my distance but it's just those are a little bit where the nerves get to me on the long one so it's 
but you know what's funny is the next kick then we watch you go out and punt i think you missed the 46 yarder a couple weeks ago and then your next punt was like 57 right. it was yeah. ridiculous <laughs> you really did a nice job of refocusing and recovering i did i think i was a little bit upset so i was like i gotta make up for it somehow so i thought that yeah you can use that then yep. to your advantage yep awesome so let's talk about dual sporting so i know it's got to be hard for you play soccer and play football how do you kind of manage and keep your schedules together um that was a tough one last it's it's got to be easier as i can drive myself now and um it's it's a lot of work or we got sometimes we got saturday games so you got a friday night game a saturday game and then a, a thursday game and a tuesday game so sometimes i'm playing four games a week but um football for me you know I'm, I'm, as a kicker isn't as physically demanding as soccer so i guess it's just you know, come out here and do what I'm supposed to do. But then soccer, that's where it gets a little bit more draining. But, like, we, we do recoveries, and, and it's looking pretty good so far. But. Great. I can't imagine it has to be easy at all. I mean, like like I said, balancing it out, especially when you're kicking on Friday night and then you have a game on Saturday, that's got to be tough. Yeah, it's – sometimes the early games are tough, but just um, – Make sure I get enough sleep and recover and, and eat well and drink water. And that's, that's what Coach always tells me before our games. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, my last question then is, what does it mean to you to be a place kicker for the TY Tigers, such a historic football program? I mean, it means a lot. Um, I like it. I'm hoping to go far this year. I know last year um, we did good in the playoffs, and I'm hoping to, um, to help the team get there too this year. Thanks, Q, and good luck tonight. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you. So what a neat interview there. Um, you got a little bit of a chance to get to know the Tigers quick kicker, the bolt there a little better. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we're approaching kickoff here, so we'll get you set for kickoff. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. So I switched my insurance to State Farm, and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town, and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Amon Thomas and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Welcome back to Fallis Field, and Craig is going to get us set for the other OCC matchups tonight. Yeah, in the OCC tonight, we have a, we have a good one brewing over in Ashland. You're going to have a West Holmes visiting the Arrows. Uh, that should be a, a, a classic matchup, especially after what we witnessed last week with uh, the Tigers in the Arrows. Uh, could be a good defensive game over there. Uh, you got New Philly versus Lexington. That uh, could be the battle for second place in the conference for right now. Uh, New Philly got a little bit of a scare from the Madison Rams last week, so I kind of, kind of curious to see how they bounce back because they they were pretty much dominating everybody till they uh, played the Tigers, and then uh, they I don't know if that hurt their pride or what, but they kind of have stumbled since then. Uh, and then you got uh, bringing up the rear of the pack, you've got uh, Madison and uh, you know Mount Vernon. <laughs> uh, We'll see how that game goes. I have no predictions on that game whatsoever, no feeling on that game whatsoever. I just know it's a long drive from Madison down to Mount Vernon. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, but this, this really, uh, I mean, obviously we're here tonight, so of course we're going to say this is the highlight of the evening. But I do think that uh, 
this is going to be a hard physical matchup here tonight. And uh, this, this could be interesting. This is definitely one of those on homecoming night where the Tigers better be careful because uh, Worcester's going to have a lot of emotion coming in here. Yeah, Worcester's definitely got the energy. I mean, they were saying they had their homecoming pep rally today, all the homecoming festivities. The Worcester side is packed. Uh, the Tigers side is filling up. There's still people filtering in. Um, but, yeah, this is, a, this is a huge one tonight in the conference. But you did mention, I mean, Madison kind of scared New Philadelphia there mm -hmm. last week. Only uh, lost that game 21-10, to 10, but a lot closer. That game was a lot closer than that score suggests. Madison 0-7. I mean, real chance at Mount Vernon tonight to pick up their first win of the season. Um, yeah, and I believe this is Mount Vernon's last go-around in the OCC before they leave, and uh, I believe it's Dover's coming in to take their place. So, uh, uh, you know, you know, yes, M Madison, good chance to get their win, but it's also, like I said, Mount Vernon's last go-around, so the Yellow Jackets probably uh, would like to get the win as well. Yeah, we head there next week to Mount Vernon. Um, New Philadelphia at Lexington, that's also a big one. That's a big one for the conference standings. Um, New Philadelphia, 4-1 and one in the conference, as we mentioned earlier. So, really, uh, Lexington has a chance to set the Tigers up. Mm -hmm. I mean, going into the last two conference matchups, um, if the Tigers were to win tonight and New Philadelphia were to lose, the Tigers would clinch a share, uh, at least a share of the conference title. But ra you'd rather get the whole piece oh, of the yeah, pie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's weird because the way the New Philadelphia is scheduled up because they have their uh, annual rivalry with Dover game is always the last game of the season. They played a conference game earlier in the year, so they've got that weird half game uh, thing going on. That's why they're only half hit game behind the Tigers. But as you said, if the Minutemen can beat New Philly and uh, the Tigers take care of business here, that'll give them a ga uh, game and a half lead uh, with only uh, one conference game to go. So you're right; it would get, it would clinch, it would basically knock New Philly out of contention. And then it would just be West Holmes, and depending on what happens in Ashland tonight. Yeah, which that one I, I do expect that one to be be a, be kind of a kind of like last week. I'm kind of expecting a, a slugfest over there. Yeah, but how do we get here? Um, the Generals got here last week. They had a tough one against Mount Vernon. Um, they lost to Mount Vernon last week, but they almost beat West Holmes two weeks ago. Yeah. And you got a chance to see West Holmes. West Holmes mm -hmm. is a really physical football team that plays the game the right way. Yeah, West Holmes is, is uh, they're, 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 an odd, they're an odd team is that in that they're so physical. Uh, I mean, they could physically beat people up, but they throw the ball around really well. And it's just kind of a kind of an odd thing to watch. I mean, the Tigers were up huge on them. Uh, I believe it was like 35-8 to eight or something, or 35-6, something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head. But West Holmes came back in the blink of an eye, threw up 20 points. And next thing you know, me and Nick were sitting here going, oh, well, you know, the Tigers, they've, they've got this in hand. And next thing you know, we're looking at each other going, uh-oh, you know. And uh, it was uh, ended up with an onside kick being returned for a touchdown by the Tigers. Uh, that really put that game out of reach. But, yeah, uh, West Holmes could throw up some points, and like I said, they're incredibly physical. And uh, if I wasn't here tonight, I would be over at the Ashland-West Holmes game. That game is really intriguing to me. Yeah, that features Ashland, I mean, 4-3, and 2-2 two and two in the conference. They've had kind of a mediocre year, but they've got a lot of skill at the quarterback mm -hmm. position. Nathan Bernhard has been offered – 
by Duke University, Louisville University, Iowa State, um, and Penn State. So really good quarterback over there. Caden Spots runs the ball really well too. So that's that's going to be yeah. a really, really uh, yeah, be a good one to keep an eye on tonight. Yeah, and uh, uh, A, that quarterback over there, I believe he's only a sophomore. So that's, that's crazy. And Spots, uh, even though he's built like a bowling ball, uh, something like 5'10", 215, He's probably their best receiver. I mean, he caught everything they threw through his way on all the swing passes and screen passes. So he's a dual threat out of the backfield there. Yeah, we're really close to this one getting started. So let's take a look at last year. Um, Mansfield Senior defeated Worcester at home by a score of 31 to 11. Um, Duke Reese ran for a career high of 113 yards on 16 carries and a touchdown. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Worcester defense handles him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, Amar Davis, you got a lot of th lot of offensive threats for the Tigers, so it'll be interesting to see how Worcester manages the Tiger offense. But we're getting ready to go here. Mm -hmm. um, Mansfield will kick the ball to the Generals, the Generals wearing the blue pants, blue jerseys with yellow uh, numbers and their yellow helmet, the Tigers white on white. Orange numbers, orange helmet with a white tiger paw. And it is the Generals pink out game tonight, supporting uh, breast cancer awareness. So really neat to see them all rocking the pink. The Tigers got some pink too. Uh, but Quentin DeBolt will get us ready to go here with the opening kickoff. So as we mentioned, the Tigers 5-2, and 4-0 and in the OCC under uh, the Kachoki Bradley in charge there, the head coach for the Tigers. And the Generals, 2-5, and 1-4 and four in the OCC. Austin Holter, the head coach. DeBolt taking steps back. Clock set at 12. Game time temperature of 63 degrees. Mm. And DeBolt, let's kick us away. Little pooch kick right up the sideline. That's recovered at the 24-yard line by number 10 of the Generals, Anthony Carmine. And... Junior quarterback A.J. Lakowski standing at 5'10", 175, will march the Worcester offense out onto the field. Yeah, it's going to be kind of interesting I'm, uh, to see what happens here with the, the Tiger defense because probably the best thing they do is get after the quarterback. So the Tigers need to uh, keep it in a, kind of a second and third and long to unleash that massive pass rush, and it's going to be interesting to see how Worcester could stand up to that. Yeah, they wreaked havoc last week. That defensive line was creating all sorts of pressure, and the defensive backs for the Tigers do a really good job of containing their receivers. So Lukowski takes a snap. He's going to screen pass it out to number two. That's Hayden Meese, who breaks a few tackles, stumbles down to the 35-yard line, where the Generals will be set up with a... Second and two, a gain of eight there on first and ten. Yeah, nice little play by the Generals to open up the game. Uh, nice, safe play. Uh, you know, kind of throw the Tigers a little off on defense. Sets them up second and short. So Lukowski in the gun. Takes a snap, fakes the handoff. Rolls out to his right, completes a pass. That is number 33, Charlie Williams, who took a massive hit there on the sideline, and he just goes straight down. Yeah, you, you said it. He uh, lowered his shoulder trying to get the extra yards, and uh, when uh, he hit the Tiger defender, he was the one that went down. Hopefully he's okay because it was, it was a nasty hit. 
Yeah, but it was good enough for a first down. Lukowski with Julian Franklin, the running back, on his hip. Had a tiger jump, but no generals moved. He was able to get back on sides. Trips receivers to the left, single set to the right. Lukowski takes a snap, a little high. Hands it off to Franklin, who is met immediately by the Tigers' defensive line, is only able to get a yard. Looks like we had Mo Bradley and Carter Kessler. And on that play, second down and nine coming up for the Tigers, or for the Generals, excuse me. Lukowski fakes a snap, looks to the sideline. Worcester coaches signal in the play here. Quarterback takes a snap, keeps the ball, fakes the handoff to Franklin. He's running out to the 42-yard line where he's immediately met there by number 13 of the Tigers, Dijon Corbin. No gain on the play, bringing up third and nine. Beautiful play by Corbin. He wasn't. He didn't bite on that uh, fake handoff at all. He read that all the way and, and tracked him down, showing some of the speed by the Tiger defense to take him down for no gain. Yeah, kind of trapped there. If he handed it off, there were a bunch of defensive linemen and linebackers, and if he kept it, uh, Corbin was right there to make the play. So no gain on the play. Third and nine early in the first quarter here at Fallis Field. Lukowski takes a snap, rolls out to his right. A lot of pressure, chasing him from behind, throws the ball downfield. Oh, and that's off the fingertips of – Number 80, Ethan Shetler. That pass falls incomplete, and it'll be fourth and nine. It looks like the Generals are going to punt. Yeah, that's probably a pass that should have been caught by Shetler, but uh, great pressure by the Tigers, as you said. As soon as, uh, as soon as Lukowski got the snap, I mean, Samir Phillips was in there. Uh, a whole host of Tigers chasing him down. So on to punt for the Generals is number nine, Jack Dossey. The junior and back to receive for the Tigers. Can't quite see. I think it's Nate Dismuke. Yes. The punt's away. A low line drive. Dismuke looks like he was about to field it, but backs off. It's going to get kind of a generous bounce. Didn't really bounce much down to the 15 yard line where the Tigers are going to take over on offense. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lala Owens, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. So in marches Duke Reese and the Tigers offense. Reese is going to do a little shovel pass to Amar Davis, fighting for a couple yards here. There's a lot of generals in the area. It looks like he was able to get two yards on the play. Yeah, that was sheer determination by Davis. That was a little... As you said, shuttle pass, and as soon as I mean, as soon as the ball got in his hands, he had the generals all over him. He bounced off a couple tackles and managed to squeeze out two yards. Good on him. Yeah, very impressive to get two yards there. Where's we're in the wildcat format here? Davis takes a snap, breaks through the line across the 25-yard line, down to the 29, and that'll be good enough for a T.Y. Tiger first down. Yeah, you saw the, uh, we saw the explosiveness of Davis there. 
Uh, as you said, Wildcat, and as soon as he caught the ball straight up the gut, and he just blew right past the line of scrimmage before you knew it. I was I was with everybody else. I'm like, wait, who is that? Who is that? Where's Duke? Where's yeah. Duke? But uh, Duke is back in quarterback for this play. He's got uh, Tank Petty to his left. Three receivers to his left. Jermaine Bradley, Nate Dismuke, Amar Davis. Reese takes a snap, looks to number 22, Lala Owens, just a bit over his head. So we'll bring up a second and ten here. Yeah, I think uh, Duke threw a little bit too much mustard on that one as uh, Lala stands at the 6'5", and Lala probably need to be about 6'8 to get that. Yeah, it was it was there, um, just a bit overthrown, but, I mean, big conference matchup. Those oh, yeah. type of nerves hit you early on. you got to get settled in. Yeah, I'm sure his juices are flowing. Yeah, second and ten here. Reese in the shotgun, takes a snap, fakes the handoff to Petty, keeps it himself across the – 30, looks like he down to the 35-yard line, so that's going to be a gain of five. It'll bring up third and five here for the Tigers. Can't get my words out tonight. Yeah. Doing better than uh, somebody who's out partying tonight. Yeah, didn't <laughs> want to join us, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> You're stuck with me for two weeks here as uh, Nick, as I said, he's on assignment. Yeah. So he won't be joining us for the next two weeks. Um, Amar Davis in the Wildcat again on third and five. He's going to take it himself across the 35 to the 36, across the 40-yard line. He's to the 50. 45. Late flag comes in. Amar is down to the General's 44-yard line. They signal one of the one ref did not signal, uh, see the flag. He signaled to move the chains. The ref on the far side told them to hold up. It's going to be a holding on the Tigers. Really late flag there. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Amar was past the play before the hold might have happened, but it doesn't matter. It's not what I see. It's what they see. So that will back us up. Well, week after week, me and Nick have said that the biggest thing uh, that uh, is uh, uh, biting the Tigers in the ankles here is the, is the mental mistakes with the penalties. Uh, and that's something you don't want to see after such a good play like that. You had a first down at midfield. Now you're third and one. You got you got to correct that stuff, man. I mean, that's what kind of kept the arrows in the game last week. The defense Absolutely. played really well, holding Ashland to only six points. Uh, just uh, the mental errors kind of held the Tigers back. So we'll have third and one here. Reese in the shotgun. Petty to his right. Fakes the handoff. Looks downfield for Amar Davis. Amar Davis goes up and makes an incredible catch where he will pick up the first down. The Tigers get the ball into general territory down to the 33-yard line. Yeah, that was basically the uh, tip drill. It was really good coverage by the general defense, but uh, the ball got tipped in the air, and Davis kept his eye on it and pulled it in for a Tiger first down. That's yeah, tough, too, when, you, when you're trying to guard a guy that can get three, four feet off the turf. Davis got up there on that one. And that oh, was absolutely. A huge 28-yard gain to march the Tigers down into general territory where the ball spotted at the 33-yard line. Reese in the shotgun, two receivers to his right. Petty behind him to the right. He takes a snap. Hands the tank Petty. Petty down to the 30-yard line. 29 it looks like. It'll be a gain of four, bringing up second and six. Nice power run there on first down. Got a good chunk of yardage. Definitely brings it up second and manageable, manageable especially with this offense. So if you're Tigers, you just got to keep the drum, drum beat rolling here. Yeah, I mean, you know what they say. If you get four yards every play, you're going to find the end zone eventually. So... Mm -hmm. 
Always good to pick up uh, four yards there, like on first down. It's, it's, instead, they're going to spot the ball at the 30, so it's only a gain of three, but we'll still take it. Reese takes a snap, hands to Petty. Petty to the right side, down to the 25-yard line, gets a generous push from the general's D-line, and he will pick up a first down down to the 22, an eight-yard gain. Yeah, that nice run there, and as you said, he took off to the right side. He planted that foot and then turned it straight up field, and uh, – Nice big chunk play, and I'll say it again, uh, I, lo I love watching this run game, man. Yeah, we talked in the pregame about how this was going to have to be one in the trenches in the Tigers' offensive line, definitely uh, outplaying the Generals' D-line. Reese hands the snap to Petty. Petty goes out to the right again, cuts back inside, across the 15-yard line. Looks like he will actually be spotted at the 15-yard line, so that's going to be a gain of seven. That'll bring up seven and second and three. Nice gain there by Petty again. Just getting it outside the tackles, and the line is just getting two to three yards of push on every play. So Reese, same exact play to Petty up the right side. He's inside the 10, and the Tigers are inside the State Farm Red Zone. The State Farm Red Zone. Call our local agent, Gary Fagan, for all of your insurance needs at 419-747-2217. So to bring up first and goal here, Craig. Yeah, the Tigers kind of going a little hurry up here. Reese in the shotgun. Hands again to Petty. Petty cuts back inside across the five down to the four-yard line. Gain of three. Yeah, he started off to the right side again like the last three plays, but then he cut back right up the middle, got that gain of four. I mean, you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. That play is working so far this, this evening. So it'll be second and goal from the four-yard line. Reese with this Muke and Davis out to his left. Petty, the tailback. Reese takes a snap. Hands to Petty. General's line was in there quick, but Petty gets through down to the one-yard line where we will have third and goal from the one. Another great run there by Petty. Absolutely, and like you said, the, the Tiger D, our offensive line, uh, yeah, the Generals got some penetration, but it was off on the edges, and the Tigers ran right up the gut. So Reese in the shotgun. Hands to Petty. Petty met instantly by General's defensive lineman, and he goes nowhere. In fact, he loses a yard, so it's decision time here early. Fourth and three for the Tigers, and it looks like Coach Bradley's going to go with the points. Yeah, it looked like Tristan Walker from the Generals come blitzing in there from his outside linebacker spot and caught Petty around the legs. You know, eventually, eventually they're going to catch on. Petty with a great drive there running the ball. But uh, the general's defensive line was stingy there. We're going to have a 20-yard field goal attempt by Quentin DeBolt. Snap, hold, kick is up. And the kick is good. So with four minutes and two seconds remaining in the first quarter, it's the Tigers three, the generals zero. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. What's up, Tiger Nation? This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, October the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Hopefully Craig doesn't get scared as Aiden and Craig will make the trip down to Mount Vernon to take on the Yellow Jackets, which will be the last time OCC play-wise. It's kind of sad. But tune in at 6.30 p.m. with Coach Chokey Bradley on the pregame show on your radio home for Tiger football. GoTigers.com. So you heard Nick say it there. 
you can catch us on the VSBN airwaves next week. Craig and I will be down in Mount Vernon as uh, the Tigers have another Ohio Cardinal Conference matchup, and it'll be the last one for the Yellow Jackets and Tigers as the Yellow Jackets, as you said, are leaving the OCC. So uh, it's the Yellow Jackets' last chance to try and uh, upset the Tigers. Mm -hmm. Great drive there. Yeah, 14 plays uh, took up a ton of time. There's only four minutes left to go in the quarter. Uh, so I love that time-consuming drive. Uh, you know, lots of running there. Would have been nice to get the seven, but any points are good points. So, Yeah, especially with uh, how the Tigers' defense came out of the gate. I mean, quick three and out. So um, you're going to take those points when your defense is playing that well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, as the year has gone on, especially in conference play, Coach Bradley's confidence in this defense has just grown immensely. Uh, he's got uh, supreme confidence in what these guys can do. So DeBolt will squib it across the middle of the field. It's going to be picked up by number zero, Anthony Sines, who's across the 30-yard line to the 40-yard line, and that's a huge return for the Generals. Sines to the Generals' 42-yard line where they will take over on offense. Yeah, it was a great kick return. He just ball rolled to him on the, on the squib, and uh, he just picked it up, ran right up the gut. Good blocking by the Generals. Sets him up in fantastic field position. Now if you're the Tigers' defense, you got to step up to the plate here because you uh, can't let the momentum start swinging back into the Worcester Generals' favor. Yeah, Sines kind of fielded that one like a shortstop. I know it's postseason time in the, in the MLB. Uh, looked really good there, a great return, setting up Lukowski and the Generals at the General 42-yard line, first and 10, 3.55 remaining here in the first quarter. The Tigers lead 3 to nothing. if you're just joining us. Aiden Chandler alongside Craig Jackson. Lukowski for the Generals takes the snap. Fakes the handoff. Instantly met by a Tiger, but able to get it off down to number 80. Ethan Shetler looks like he will pick up a first down for the Generals. Well, Shetler's a big kid. He's 6'3", and he's listed at 220. And, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago down in Lexington, Senior High had a, a difficult time with their receiver, who's 6'4", and 210, 215. Braden so, Fogel, yeah. Yeah, so there might be a size advantage thing there going on. So Lakowski with Walker in the backfield, it looks like. It's hard to see those yellow numbers. So Lakowski with trips to his left, a single to his right. He's going to hand the ball off. The running back of the Generals is across the 30 into Tiger territory. That is number 22, Julian Franklin, down all the way to the Tiger 23-yard line, and the Generals' offense is moving. Yeah, and they're in hurry-up mode. Franklin found a crease there, and he just exploded through there and got a huge junk chunk play there. So we got Meese, Backstrom, and another receiver out to the left. They're going to hand fake the handoff again. Lakowski out to the left, picks up about... Five yards, maybe six there on the, the first down attempt. Down to the 18. Yep, that was a five-yard gain. It'll bring up seven, second and five. Lukowski faked me out again there. Yeah. Yeah, that time, though, the generals learned from the last time because uh, they managed to block everybody, didn't leave somebody uncovered. So Lukowski with Franklin to his left. He's got Jack Dossie, single receiver, out to the left. He's got number 80, Ethan Shetler, to his right. And number two, Hayden Meese. So Lukowski in the shotgun, takes a snap, hands to Franklin. Franklin inside the 10-yard line, down to the five, where he's tackled by number eight, Amar Davis. 
and the Generals have a goal-to-go situation. Yeah, uh, great blocking right up the middle again, and uh, same thing as the last uh, big run, right up the gut. Just a tiny crease, but he was able to hit it, and he just exploded through the line. Got all the way down to, like, the six-yard line. Yeah, it looks like they will spot it at the five. Five. Tigers are going to make a few substitutions here. The Generals do as well. Looks like they're bringing in the, the jumbo package over there. Yeah, they got a lot of big bodies in the center. Lakowski going to hand to Franklin. Franklin to the right side to the five, and he's into the end zone for a Generals touchdown. Well, when you have that much beef up front, you got a small, quick guy like Franklin behind all that beef. He could hide behind there and shield himself from the defenders, and that's exactly what he did. Saw an opening, and he just, again, he just, like a, like a rocket, shot out of there and into the end zone for six big Worcester points. Yeah, quick drive there for the Generals. Um, they take the advantage, 6-3, to three, uh, pending the PAT here. And... Looks like we've got Avi Aurora in to kick the PAT for the Generals. The kick is up, and the PAT is good. With two minutes and 17 seconds remaining here in the first quarter, it's the Worcester Generals 7, the Mansfield Senior TY Tigers 3. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lala Owens, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. So quite the dominating drive there by the Worcester Generals offense. They get a quick score. Um, five plays, 59 yards. It was a Julian Franklin five-yard run, and Avi Aurora PAT, and we are stuck here 7-3 with 2.17 left in the first. Yeah, the Tigers' defense on that first drive, they stonewalled them and kept them in check, but after that big return, uh, it's kind of like they got a little shake in there, and uh, Worcester had no problems. Ten yards, of, ten yards of play on that drive, pretty easy touchdown for them. Yeah, it was a big 24-yard run by Julian Franklin that set up the Generals there. So, number 25, Avi Aurora, on to kick. We've got, it's really tough to see those numbers down there tonight. Dismuke on the right side, and it's going to be right into his hands. So he will march across the 20-yard line. Got a couple blockers. He's to the 25 across to the 27-yard line. Is maybe 28-yard line is where they're going to spot it, and that's where the Tigers' offense will take back over. Yeah, not a bad return there by Dismuke. I thought uh, for a second there he was able to you know, completely get outside, uh, but the Worcester did a good job of taking the angles there and, and shutting him down. Yeah, it was a 15-yard uh, return there. For Dismuke. And Duke Reese will march the offense back onto the field. And the Tigers will take over first and ten. We got Zion Brown in on this drive in the backfield. Dismuke is the single receiver out to the left. And number seven, Jonte O'Brien. Number eight, Amar Davis to the right. Reese takes the snap. 
Hands to Brown. Brown is instantly met by a Worcester Generals defender. That was number 55, King Blair. Instantly in there to wreak some havoc. Yeah, Blair came shooting off on the uh, right or left side, excuse me, and uh, uh, the, uh, Zion Brown just had no chance there. Uh, I mean, he was met as soon as he had the ball. Yeah, loss of three yards there, um, second and 13 coming up. The ball at the Tigers' 24-yard line. Reese, with his Muke and Davis to his left, is going to fake the handoff to Brown and keep it himself. He is down across uh, the original line of scrimmage, down to the 29-yard 20, line. So they gave him the 29 on the spot, so that's a gain of five, which will bring up third and eight. Kind of fooled me there. I mean, held on to that one for a while to make yeah. the decision on the read option. I mean, there were generals all over that play, too. Yeah. So we get five yards. Uh, third manageable here. Reese in the shotgun with Brown to his left. Two receiver to the right. Rolls back. Looks downfield for Mar Davis. Oh, and it's just tipped away by a Worcester defender, number zero, Anthony Sines. That was great coverage on that play. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh I mean, looks like he had Davis. Looks like he had Davis the whole way, and Sines was just able to get his hand in there and deflect that pass. Yeah. So to bring up fourth down and eight, and Quentin DeBolt on to punt for the Tigers. Back to receive for the Generals, number two. Hayden Meese. So 55 seconds left here in the first quarter. DeBolt takes a snap. Punts away. It's a higher kick up the right side. Rolls down and out of bounds at about the 38-yard line where the Generals will take back over on offense. I mean, I mean quick, quick series for the Generals their first time out. And then the Tigers offense came in and marched down the field and got three points. And then the Generals came back in, and they marched down the field to take seven. And then the Tigers came back out, and it was a quick um, quick three and out. Yeah, it's like the roles got reversed there. Uh, if, you're if you're the Tigers, you, you definitely can't, uh, on a homecoming night, you can't let Worcester score any more points. You know, uh, emotions play a lot in this game, and uh, – you can't get, let it get out of hand too early. Yeah, and as we mentioned, the, the huge crowd for the Generals, the Tiger side has actually filled up pretty well for how cold it is, I guess. And Lakowski is going to hand to Franklin. Franklin will pick up two yards on the play. And uh, it's really close with the play clock and the game clock, but it looks like they're going to have to take another snap here before the quarter ends. So that was a two-yard gain. Second and eight. Looks like they're going to be handing the ball off to Franklin a lot tonight. Yeah. Wow, I don't blame them after what we saw that uh, scoring drive. So they're kind of bunched up here on offense. Lukowski will take the snap, fake the handoff to Franklin, roll out to his right where there's a bunch of Tigers, and he's going to be sacked. Number 18, Mo Bradley in to make the sack. Huge loss on that play. Loss of 11 yards, and that will take us to the end of the quarter so the the Generals are going to have a long third and 19 coming up on the other end of this break. The Tigers trail the Generals by a score of 7-3. to three. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com.
Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on vsbnradio.com. Go Tigers. So a huge sack there by number 18, Mo Bradley, to, to turn things around here momentum-wise. It'll bring up a third and 19 for the Generals' offense. I mean, the Tigers' D-line was in there right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as uh, Likowski turned to, on his rollout, I mean, he was he was a had man. Yeah, he had uh, number 52. Ahmad Thomas fell over. And Likowski is going to take the snap, complete it to number nine, Jack Dossie, who's going to be brought out around the 38-yard line. And that is not going to be enough for a first down. So it'll be fourth. They actually mark it at the 40, so it's going to be 4th and 10, gain a 9, and the Generals are going to give the ball back to the Tigers. Yeah, again, great pressure by the Tigers. Uh, you know, as soon as, as, soon as uh, Lukowski got the ball, he had, to, he had to go to the short route. There was no way he was going to have time to go any deeper than that. So a great uh, play by the Tiger defense and uh, stops Worcester from getting any more momentum on that offensive side of the ball. Yeah, he just kind of floated it up to Dossie there, and really Dossie had nowhere to go. So Dossie's on to punt. He's going to punt it down to Nate Dismuke, who catches the ball. Oh, he muffs the punt, but he is able to get it back at the 15-yard line. That was terrifying, but Dismuke was able to fall on it. Yeah, yeah, uh, very fortunate for the Tigers that Dismuke was uh, able to fall on it because I can't imagine how the – there's no roof on this place, but it would have blown off if there was one if they had recovered that uh, muffed punt there. Yeah, I mean, on, on, like you've mentioned a couple times, on a homecoming night, I mean, the crowd's amped up here in Worcester. Can't can't hand anything to the Generals, and um, fortunately, Dismuke fell on that football. So we have 11 minutes and seven seconds here in the second quarter. Duke Reese will take back over, and we've got Tank Petty in at running back. Davis and Dismuke out to the left. We got Lala Owens lined up on the offensive line. So Reese hands it off to Petty. Petty is down to the 19-yard line. Might have got the 20. So he got down to the 19. That's a gain of five on first down. It'll bring up second and five. Run to the right. I mean, seems to be the, the trend in play calling for Coach Bradley so far tonight. I mean, the right side of the line has done a very nice job of getting separation and giving the Tiger running back somewhere to go. Yeah, because uh, that's been the play that's worked. When they've tried to go up the middle, there hasn't really been anything there. So, Reese takes a snap, hands to Petty. Petty across the 20, breaks a few tackles. Flags are flying. He's down to the 30-yard line. Uh, I think every ref might have thrown a flag there. Yeah, for a second there, I thought it was like a victory celebration parade or something. There were so many flags flying, I thought it was confetti. Yeah, we got two on the play. I'll be interested to see what this one is. They Oh, and they're marching it down, so it's going to be on the Generals. Personal foul, face mask on the Generals. So they're going to add 15 yards to that first down run. And 
they just keep marching. The ball is spotted at the Tigers' 44-yard line. So it'll be first and 10. Reese in the shotgun. Petty to his right. Davis and Dismuke out to the left. Reese throws a screen pass to Davis. Davis tries to get a block from Dismuke. He throws down a Worcester defender. He was surely down for a loss of a yard or two, but he's able to just throw that Worcester defender off of him and gain about three yards. Yeah, Davis shows once again how, uh, for uh, as small as he is, how, how much power he's got. He is a little slow getting up, though, but it looks like he's up and off to the onto the sidelines. So, yeah, there. Oh no, I take that back. I saw somebody else. And Davis, Davis is down on the Tiger sideline. So we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. So Amar Davis is up on the sideline. He was jogging up and down. The sideline limping a little bit, so it'll be interesting to see. He's talking to the trainer right now. I know that I know that he wants to be back out on the field, but they're not going to let him go back on the field till they know he is fine to play. So Reese will take the snap, fake the handoff to Dismuke, keeps it himself, and musters a gain of one. So it'll bring up third and six for the Tiger offense. They faked the little. Shovel pass that they normally run with Amar to Dismuke. And Reese fell forward for a yard. Yeah, I believe that was uh, Charlie Williams was in there catching uh, Duke in the backfield, keeping him to a, a gain of just a short one. So it'll be third and six for the Tigers. Dismuke and Giante O'Brien are out to the right side. Reese is in the shotgun, takes the snap, drops back, looks downfield. And just overthrows Nate Dismuke. I bring up fourth and six. And on on marches of the punting unit. Yeah, I think uh, Duke got a little jittery there because the uh, generals were bringing some pressure. Uh, and uh, he, had, he just felt like he had to get rid of the ball there. Unfortunately, Senior doesn't uh, convert on that third down, being at midfield, and they got to kick it back to the generals. Yeah, so the drive stalls there. Um, the bolt is on to punt. And number two, Hayden Meese, back to receive for the Generals. The bolt's punt is away. Right to Meese. Meese catches it about the nine-yard line, marches across the 15, the 20, the 25, and he's brought down by Mo Bradley. Nice little return there for Meese. And the ball is going to be spotted at the 28-yard line for the general offense. Yeah, it was a nice return by Meese. Uh, he got driven backwards a little bit because of the distance of the, the bolt punt, but he was able to gather himself, made a couple guys miss, and got all the way out to the 28. Pretty decent field position for the general's offense here. A 42-yard punt there, 19-yard return for um, Hayden Meese. And that's a big drive for the Tigers' defense. I mean, 
early in the second quarter here. They're down 7-3. to three. Let's see how they respond to this adversity. The handoff to number 22, Franklin, who picks up a, about four yards there. So second and six. They're just they're just gonna keep they're they're gonna make the they're gonna make the Tigers stop this guy tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's proven to be your best weapon, so you might as well just uh use it as much as you can. I mean he has thrown five passes, Lukowski has tonight, but Franklin's got six carries, forty nine yards, and they're gonna hand it off to him again, where he's met by a couple of Tigers. Gain a one in there pretty quick. I think, believe that was uh, Bradley and Phillips in there on the tackle. Yeah, and Dalen McGinty got a piece of him there too. So it took three Tigers to bring him down, or they get him down. Third and four coming up for the Generals. This is a huge third down early on in this one for the Tiger defense. They kind of got that bunch set again. All the receivers lined up close to the line of scrimmage. Lukowski rolls out to his right. A lot of pressure, and he's – Evades the sack, looks downfield, completes the pass. Looks like he's going to be short of the line to gain. I think that was number zero, Anthony Signs on the reception. They spot the ball at the 38-yard line, and this one's really close. They have an official timeout here. A lot of commentary here in the press box. They're going to have a measurement. I got to give uh, Lidkowski credit there, man. He had so many. I mean, he had like three or four Tigers all over him. He was able to keep his feet up, spin out, kept his eyes downfield. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of thought he was short, but I did see him kind of stretch the ball out, kind of like you see people do on the goal line. So maybe that's why the, they're uh, giving him a measurement. Yeah, and it looks like it is a half a foot short. So the ball's at the 37-and-a-half-yard line. I mean, uh, call me crazy, but I really wouldn't be surprised if uh, – Oh, I, did I just see somebody call a timeout here? Yep, we have yep. a timeout by the Tigers, and we'll take one too. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. So I switched my insurance to State Farm, and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town, and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed, and get this. My actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name, and get this. They actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Amon Thomas, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Welcome back to Fallis Field with 7.23 left to go here in the first half. The Generals lead the Tigers by a score of 7-3, and the Generals' offense faces a fourth and very short here. The Tigers have absolutely loaded the box. Lakowski fakes the snap, goes hard count, fakes again, and looks to the sideline. So he's got Franklin behind him. 
Surprised they're not running the little Eagles formation here, but he's going to hand to Franklin. Franklin gets the ball outside, and he's going to get the first down and more. He's across the 50, down to the 41-yard line. Generals pick up the first down, march it into Tiger territory, and it is going to be spotted at the 41-yard line. That's a, a, oh, go ahead. That's a 21-yard gain on fourth and short. Yeah, that's always a danger when you pack it in tight like that up close to the line of scrimmage when you get uh, somebody that gets outside, they could bust a big one on you. And that they did. Franklin, another huge clutch run for the Generals. And they're in Tiger territory. This defense, defense has got to step up now. This is huge. Huge drive early on in the game. Lakowski motions a man to the right, hands it off to Franklin. Franklin's instantly met by Tigers. It's going to be a loss of one. In quickly there was number 17 for the Tigers, Nye Petty. Really nowhere to go there for Franklin. No, no. Uh, Tigers were uh, actually able to stop him that time. Uh, Nye, Nye Petty knifed in there, got him by the feet, and held him. So we got second and 11 for the Generals. Lakowski does a few hard counts and again looks to the sideline for the play. Tigers got five guys on the defensive line. Two linebackers in the box. Lukowski takes the snap, hands to Franklin. Franklin instantly hit again by the Tiger defense. Ball, fumble on the play, and it's going to be a Tiger football. Franklin lost the ball, and that ball was recovered by the Tigers. Nye Petty makes a big play and then follows it up with a fumble recovery. Yeah, that was, uh, I thought uh, uh, Franklin, he got stopped immediately, as you said, but I, I kind of saw everybody jump forward, so I thought maybe he uh, was able to step out of the initial tackle, and then next thing you know, the refs are pointing uh, uh, the Tigers' way. So uh, I don't know who uh, pulled the ball out, but uh, luckily the Tigers recovered. Now this offense has to get on track and get some points here. Yeah, it looked like one of those things where the offensive line was trying to push Franklin forward for a couple of yards, but... I think Petty was able to strip that ball and fall on it, recover it for the Tigers. So the Tigers take over on the 39. Reese fakes the handoff, rolls out to the left. He's across the 45-yard line, down to the 49. And that should be good enough for a Tiger first down, and they move the chains. Uh, Marr was in on that play, and he's back down again. So nice little run there by Reese. Amar pops up very quickly. Slams his helmet down. He's a little frustrated. Um, big game. A lot of emotions. Homecoming night for the Generals. Trying to upset the Tigers who sit atop the Ohio Cardinal Conference standings. That's going to be a first down there for Reese. Ball spotted at the 49-yard line. 5-40 and counting. Bradley, Bryant, and Owens to the right. Reese with Dismuke to the left, takes a snap. He's going to look to throw it downfield. He's instantly greeted by some generals rolling out to his right, and he's just going to hurl it out of bounds. Yeah, Worcester able to get some pressure right away there, and we've kind of seen that tonight. Uh, you know, so far in conference play, the Tigers' offensive line has been pretty dominant, and they were that first drive, but since then it's, they've had a little bit of trouble. I don't know exactly what Worcester has done to change things up up front, but uh, it's definitely given the Tigers some trouble. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Zion Brown is in at running back on this series. 
for the Tigers offense. All looking to the sidelines as the coaches signal in the play here. We got Giante O'Brien and uh, Jermaine Bradley to the right. And is that Brown with the ball? Brown has the football and he rolls down into General's territory down to the 46-yard line. Five-yard gain. It'll bring up third and five for the Tigers. Well, right now I can tell you that uh, that Ethan Shetler is given the uh, offensive line for the Tigers fits. Doesn't matter which side of the line he's lining up on. He's the one uh, that's consistently getting penetration. Uh, Tigers have got to remedy that situation there. And so Reese has trips to his left and Brown on his hip and a single receiver to the right. Reese, instant pressure by the Generals. Reese is going to be sacked. Loss of three yards on the play. And so that will bring up fourth and eight. I mean, with where we stand here, I mean, you really, you really can't go for it this early in the game. No, not, not the, not the way the uh, uh, offense is playing right now. Um, you know, Worcester, great defensive play call there. They just brought the right pressure at the right time at the right place, and Duke Reese didn't have any chance there. Yeah, kind of in no man's land here, but you don't really want to give the Generals anything momentum-wise. So the Bolts punts away, spinning, kind of just sits, takes a little bit of a Tiger bounce, rolls down to the 15-yard line, and the Tigers touch it at the 14-yard line. So that's a 35-yard punt for DeBolt. And we have four minutes and eight seconds left here in the second quarter. The Tigers trail the Generals by a score of 7-3. to three. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lala Owens. You're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. takes a snap, hands it to Franklin, who uh, falls forward for a gain of two. So second and eight. Ball's at the 17-yard line. Yeah, it's one of those plays where, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely could see the coach calling that just to give Franklin his confidence back. Uh, you know, and plus, I mean, he's the horse you've been riding on all game, so. Yeah, and I I doubt I doubt that's going to stop. So Lukowski takes a snap, drops back. A lot of Tigers coming in, and he's going to be sacked. Instantly hit there. 16 for the Tigers, Dalen McGinty and a host of other Tigers were in there super quick. Lukowski just had to back up, and the Tigers brought him down all the way down to the two-yard line. Yeah, Samir Phillips with the initial pressure, and like you said, Lukowski had nowhere to go. And now, now it's third and Worcester to Mansfield to go here. And if you're Worcester, you got to be super careful not get a safety because the Tigers have gotten several of those this year. Yeah, the last thing you want to do on this play is give the Tigers points. So Lukowski takes a snap, a lot of pressure, able to get out of the end zone, throws the ball downfield, intended for number zero. Anthony Sines falls incomplete. And now this is where it gets really scary. Fourth and 23 backed up on the two-yard line 
and the Generals have to punt. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I'm Coach Bradley, I don't even know if I put anybody back. I'd put everybody up on the line and just bum rush. Yeah, bring the house here. It looks like they will send this Muke back. Maybe in, well, I mean, huge for the field position because this has been a game of field position so far. Um, Dossie is back to punt for the Generals with his feet almost on the, <laughs> the back of the end zone. He's able to get the punt away. It rolls down to the 50-yard line. It may just sneak into Tiger territory. It's going to be down at the 49-yard line. So we'll stay here. 2.36 left to go in the first half. The Tigers still trail the Generals by a score of 7-3. to Good defensive drive there for the Tigers. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the drive before outside the fourth down play, uh, there was a good defensive uh, series for the Tigers there. At this point, you see the Tigers' defense starting to step uh, stepped up their game. You just need the, this offense to start clicking. Yeah, the, the coaches, are the, the Mansfield coaches definitely challenging their defense after uh, Franklin ran it down their throat on that second drive, um, and they're having none of it after that first drive. So they've been doing a very good job getting pressure, getting in there, and limiting the big gains. So Reese takes a snap, and he throws the ball. It gets tipped instantly. It's going to fall incomplete. So it'll be second and ten. The Generals, I mean, both defensive lines are getting a lot of pressure tonight. Yeah, yeah, and it was Shetler uh, again. Um, almost instantaneous pressure. He was coming off the right side there, uh, or the left side there. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're the Tigers, what you do here. Yeah, so no no Amar Davis on this drive yet. Um Reese in the shotgun, takes a snap, looks to throw, intended for number seven, Jonte O'Brien, and it's complete down to the Generals' 43-yard line. There's a flag on the play. Well, it looks like it's holding on the Tigers, unfortunately. So you finally get a bit of momentum. Reese completes a pass, but it's going to come back. Now, again, like we talked about at the beginning of the game, the mental mistakes with the penalties, uh, that really was one that uh, you, you, you couldn't afford. You finally are getting, uh, getting some, uh, some yardage there on offense, a big, big pass completion, and now you're way behind the chains and in a situation you don't want to be in if you're the Tigers. Yeah, so where you have favorable field position at the 49-yard line, now you're back to the 39 facing second and 20. So Reese and the shotgun. With Petty on his hip, takes a snap, looks to throw. He's going to tuck and run. He's across the 40, across the 50, down to the 45, back into General's territory. They're going to mark it at the 46-yard line. It'll be third down and three. That was a gain of 17 yards. Big run. Great decision there by Reese to tuck and run. Yeah, excellent, excellent play there. Uh, makes it third and makeable here. A lot of Generals were in, and Reese said, you know what, I'm just going to do this myself. So Reese in the shotgun. Claps his hands, takes a snap. Looks instantly to Dismuke, and it's completed. Dismuke to the 30, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Tigers. Duke Reese to Nate Dismuke for the Tiger touchdown. Yeah, the Worcester Generals have been bringing pressure and been playing man-to-man. -man. 
and you, you, you know, you, we were just kind of figuring or you know hoping that it was a matter of time before Duke could hit one of them passes, and sure enough, he hit Duke in stride on a slant, and Duke's speed just took him the rest of the way for a Tiger Six. Yeah, that was a perfect, perfect pass. I mean, there was a uh, defensive back closing from the left. I mean, the, the defensive back on Dismuke's hip, and he was able to – Reese was able to sneak it in that window, and Dismuke was off to the races. So the bolt on for the PAT, kick is up, little low, but it sneaks through the uprights. And with one minute and 32 left to go here in the second quarter, it's the Tigers 10, the General 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. What's up, Tiger Nation? This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, October the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Hopefully Craig doesn't get scared as Aiden and Craig will make the trip down to Mount Vernon to take on the Yellow Jackets, which will be the last time OCC play-wise. It's kind of sad. But tune in at 6.30 p.m. with Coach Chokey Bradley on the pregame show on your radio home for Tiger football. GoTigers.com. So a minute and four uh, was the time of that drive for the Tigers. Three plays, 51 yards. I mean, we mentioned the holding penalty, which brought them way behind the chain, second and 20, but a nice run by Duke Reese, a 17-yard run to make it third and three, and then a beautiful pass by Reese to Dismuke for the 44-yard touchdown. So we stand here. It's the Tigers, uh, the Tigers 10, the Generals 7, a minute 32 left to go here in the half. Yeah, that was a huge play for the Tigers. And as you said, uh, Duke just rifled that ball into there. Uh, he had just a small window, but it was a perfect pass. Hit Dismuke right in stride. And once that ball was caught, I mean, the Generals just weren't going to catch him. Yeah, I mean, that's huge for Duke's confidence. I mean, the offense has kind of been slow to get things going besides that first drive. Um, and that was just huge. Two great uh, big plays for Reese and the Tiger offense to gain some confidence here in this crucial pivotal matchup in the Ohio Cardinal Conference. So DeBolt at the 40-yard line will kick the ball away, squibs it across the middle, and that's going to be picked up by the Generals. Number four, Tristan Walker, across the 25, runs out of bounds at the 30-yard, 31-yard line, it looks like. Well, we'll see here. Yeah, I don't know how, I don't know how the far official is yeah, I was going to say. So it's going to be a 17-yard return, the ball placed at the 30-yard line where the Generals will take over on offense. Well, I'll give Worcester credit on this. They've definitely been able to get some pretty decent kickoff returns, um, which honestly has been something most of the Tigers' opponents this year haven't been able to do. Yeah, I mean, rather than starting the 20-yard line there at the 30. So um, Lakowski instantly met by a few Tigers, able to get the pass away. Throws it to number zero, Anthony Sines, who's across the 40, the 45, 50, 45, out of bounds at the 43-yard line is Anthony Sines. That'll be a huge play for the Generals, 27 yards, and they're in Tiger territory instantly. Yeah, it was just a short pass, but Sines made the, the tackler miss. Uh, they didn't wrap up, and, you know, he's, he's like Franklin, man. He's got some speed, and he made the Tigers pay. And so the Generals have got things going here. Quickly silence the Tiger crowd. Mikowski takes a snap, hands to Franklin, and Franklin goes nowhere. Instantly met by McGinney, who's had a huge game so far this evening. 
Yeah, absolutely. He came in uh, from his linebacker spot and met Franklin almost as soon as he had the ball. Um, you know, I think Worcester's kind of lucky that uh, McGinney didn't actually cause the fumble there because he was in there so fast. Yeah, so with a minute eight left to go here in the second quarter, the Generals take timeout. Take a timeout. We'll keep you here. Um, that was only their first of the half, so they've got two more to go. Um, but they're going to be facing a second and 13 when they come back. Yeah. This, this Tigers defense has really stepped it up since that uh, uh, second drive of the Generals. Yeah. Uh, again, though, this kind of reminds me in a roundabout way of last week's game. I, I was not expecting a rock fight here tonight, you know. Uh, I was, I was, you know, like last week I was expecting a lot of points. I wasn't quite expecting as many points tonight, but I wasn't expecting this kind of a slugfest. Uh, you know, it's, it's, for me it's been very entertaining. I'm sure for a lot of Tiger fans listening it hasn't been. <laughs> but, uh, you know. It's one of those fingernail biting Yeah. Games. Yeah. <laughs> so Lukowski takes a snap on second and 13. We'll throw it to Franklin. Franklin has a lot of room to run. He's to the 30. The oh, there's flags on this play. So Franklin's going to march it into the end zone. But we have three yellow flags on the field. This one's definitely coming back. The ref has just signaled holding. So the Worcester crowd got a little excited there as Franklin – Took it to the house, but it's not going to stand. No, it was uh, it was actually a brilliant uh, play call there. As you know, you look at the uh, pressure the Tigers have been bringing. Uh, it was just a screen pass, and this pass itself was executed good. But somebody down there um, held and uh, yeah, uh, held quite quite a bit for three flags to come flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I think they just wanted to. Set the standard that that one, uh, that one was not going to count for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, but that's that's huge. I mean, just a little slip screen to the running back. Mm -hmm. And if that guy wasn't holding, I mean, <laughs> that would have been a huge yeah. play for the Generals. But instead, it's going to be second and very long. Second and 23? Second and 23, it looks like. So the clock is winding, 55 seconds and counting for the general offense, who's now backed up into their own territory at the 44-yard line. Lakowski takes a snap, rolls out to his right. Another hold it looked like on the line, but they're not going to call it. The pass is incomplete, intended for uh, Franklin again. Yeah, Symir Phillips, uh, he just exploded through the line, and yeah, I, I thought it, like you, I thought there was going to be more laundry on the field with that. Yeah, I mean, Copenhaver, if he didn't hold... Phillips there it probably would have been another Tiger sack yeah they would have been picking Lewandowski up off the off the field uh, if he wouldn't have so the quarterback owes him <laughs> yeah so third and 23 43 seconds here and if you're the generals you're just not trying to make a mistake here so Lakowski instantly met by another Tiger and that Tiger's not going to let go that's Samir Phillips who brings him down for the sack loss of two Chokey's going to take a timeout so 32 seconds left fourth and 25, and the Tigers take a timeout. They're going to get the ball back here. Yeah, and just like uh, the Tigers' offensive line is having trouble with uh, Shetler from Worcester, the Worcester offensive line right now, they, they have got no answer for Samir Phillips. He's in there every single play. Yeah, and uh, Dalen McGinney, he's also yeah. been getting a lot of pressure. So, I mean, they're coming from both sides. So, yeah. really tough task for the Generals' offensive line here tonight. But, I mean, the Tigers' offense, who just scored um, in three plays, is going to get another chance here to uh, try and tack some more on before the half. Yeah, and if I remember right, they get the ball to begin yes. the second half. Yes, so they do. Yep. It's that crucial 
uh, middle eight, the final four of the first half and the first four of the second half. The Tigers could get any points here. They come out, get the ball with some huge momentum in the second half and uh, can hopefully, uh, you know, uh, take away some of that emotion away from the Worcester Generals on the field and this, and this crowd on this homecoming night. Yeah, after that uh, first play, the Generals drive where uh, Signs was able to get into Tiger territory with about a 30-yard passing play. Um, it didn't. It didn't look that, that, like this would be the case. It looked like maybe the Generals were going to get a field goal or something to end the half and tie it up. But instead, the Tigers' defense steps up in a big way, and they're going to give the ball back to their own offense. So Dossie's punt is away, almost Ooh. blocked there. He might have got a hand on it. That was number 18, Mo Bradley, in on the punt block. Um, but that ball is going to roll down to the Tigers' 25-yard line. So the offense will have 21 seconds to try and get some more points. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could do it. We, we've seen it. They've definitely got the speed to do it and the uh, athletes to do it. Um, but I've no I mean, another thing I've noticed tonight on uh, all the kicks, whether they're punts or extra points or whatever, both teams are also getting a lot of pressure. Uh, it could be just a matter of time before somebody gets a block here tonight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Mo Bradley – we couldn't tell, I mean, if he got a hand on that one or not because – He should have. I mean, he was there. Yeah, the, the way that punt came off of Dossie's foot, it looked like he might have. So Reese in the shotgun takes a snap. He's just going to hand it to Zion Brown, who explodes for a big run. 12-yard gain on the play down to the 37-yard line for the Tigers. Nice run by Zion Brown. Just pierces there through the offensive line. Clock is running. Tigers – have one timeout, but they're not going to use it. Reese hands to Brown again, who is going to be tackled by the Generals. Number 33, Charlie Williams. Loss of one on the play, and that will be the end of the first half. So from Fallis Field on the campus of Worcester High School in Worcester, Ohio, the Mansfield Senior T.Y. Tigers 10, the Worcester Generals 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. When the struggle is real and you're trying to avoid that 2.30 feeling, how does a nice bubble tea or hot coffee sound? At Odd Tea's mobile concession stand, they offer a nice variety of over 15 flavors of tea and coffee. Odd Tea's travels all over North Central and Central Ohio during fair season. Whether it's a graduation, birthday party, farmer's market, or street fair, Odd Tea's is your answer for any specialty event. Call co-owner Chef Linda Golden at 740-244-2249. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service. 
providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. So I switched my insurance to State Farm and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers. So welcome back to Fallis Field. Um, where the Tigers lead the Generals by a score of 10-7 to 7 at halftime. And let's take a look at the first half stats. So for the Tigers, Duke Reese, 4 for 9, 77 yards and a touchdown. He's playing pretty well tonight. Um, A.J. Lakowski of the Generals, 7 for 10, 66 yards, no turnovers. So um, he's also having a solid game managing the Generals' offense. For the Generals, Anthony Sines, Two catches, 31 yards, and Ethan Shetler, one catch, 11 yards. For the Tigers, Amar Davis, who we didn't see in the latter half of the first half, uh, three receptions, 33 yards. Nate Dismuke, one catch, 44 yards, that big touchdown. Um, huge play for the Tigers there in the first half. Running the ball for the Tigers, Jameer Petty, nine carries, 45 yards. Duke Reese, six carries, 35 yards. And Amar Davis, two carries, 27 yards. Zion Brown has four carries, 13 yards. For the Generals, it's been all Julian Franklin, 12 carries, 75 yards, a touchdown. He also has that fumble, but he had a huge 30, uh, huge 24-yard run uh, that kind of sparked that first Generals scoring drive. So um, with 4.02 left in the first quarter, it was the Tigers who got on the board first. 
a Quentin DeBolt field goal from 20 yards, put the Tigers up three to nothing. And then on the in the ensuing drive, the Generals marched down the field, and it was uh, Julian Franklin, a five-yard run, an Avi Aurora kick, put the score with 2.17 left in the first quarter, um, seven to three Generals. And then we didn't have points for a while. The defenses kind of stepped up on both ends. Defensive line for both sides got a lot of pressure. Um, Nate Dismuke was able to uh, break the scoring drought, catching a strike from Duke Reese, 44 yards, took it to the house. I mean, it was all green in front of him. It was just a matter of if Reese snuck that pass in the window, and he did. So that was a huge play. Um, the Tigers' offense has had 30 plays. The Generals 27, so pretty balanced there. The Tigers 21 rushes, 120 rushing yards. Very good first half running the football. The Generals 17 carries, 52 yards. So they've ran the ball. Both teams have ran the ball a lot tonight. Um, the Tigers 4 for 9, 77 yards, a touchdown through the air. The Generals 7 for 10, 66 yards, no touchdowns. The Tiger offense has 197 total yards of offense to the Generals, 118. And there's only been one turnover tonight. It was the uh, fumble by Julian Franklin, recovered by the Tigers. Um, so that was the only turnover of the night. The Tigers have two penalties for 20 yards. Uh, the Generals two for 25. In time of possession, the Tigers have had the ball for 12 minutes and 46 seconds. The Generals for 11 minutes and 14 seconds. So, I mean, really a clean half of football, Craig, mm -hmm. so far to start this one. Um, I mean, the Tigers' defense just has to keep doing what they're doing. They're doing, and we saw a lot of good there at the end of the first half from the offense. So, I mean, things – the momentum definitely sides with the Tigers right now. But, I mean, we know how the uh, Generals were able to score super quickly uh, and they're on their drive where they scored in the first quarter. So, can't rule anything out here. But the Tigers, as we mentioned, will get the ball to start the second half. So, they have a chance to kind of set the tone of how the rest of this game is going to go. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the most important stat – well, two, two important stats that you read there was only two penalties. That's huge. And uh, 100, over 100 yards rushing in the first half. And uh, the Tigers, when they rush for over 100 yards in the game, have won 31 of their last 34 games. So that benchmark is, is huge for, for the Tigers. Uh, you know, we saw that stretch there where, you know, that middle, late, first, beginning of the second quarter where they just really couldn't get anything done offensively. Then it, things started to click a little there towards the end. And uh, outside of that one drive by Worcester, uh, the defense has really stepped up. And you, when you said that uh, Lukowski was 6 for 10, I was kind of shocked just because of all the pressure that kid has been under. The Tigers have brought it tonight, and that kid's running for his life almost every play. The fact he's got six completions, I think, is, is a minor miracle if you're a Worcester General fan. Yeah, and I mean, the General's offense hasn't looked bad either. The Tigers have just provided a few crucial sacks to yeah. kind of to kind of halt their drives. I mean, you mentioned the two penalties for the Tigers and really the one the one set them back but it didn't really seem to matter as Reese Reese had that big 17-yard run and then completed the pass to Dismuke for the Tiger touchdown. So, I mean, really clean first half on both sides with only one turnover and four combined penalties. So, uh if the Tigers can keep that up, um things are looking good here but a chance here in the start of the second half to set the tone for the rest of this game. It's the Tigers 10, the Generals 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. 
Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. So I switched my insurance to State Farm and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers. Welcome back to Fallis Field, Worcester, Ohio. The Tigers lead the Generals by a score of 10 to 7 at halftime. Um, I'm sure many of you listeners are familiar with uh, the Ohio State University Marching Band and the script Ohio they do. Pretty cool tradition here at Worcester. Uh, the Marching Band for Worcester creates a script woo on the field. Uh, pretty neat uh, thing to see. Um, they have a huge band, so they're able to pull it off. Um, but uh, another thing we didn't mention when we were reading over the stats is the performance by Mo Bradley on the defense. Nine total tackles. Three of them are sacks tonight. Or no, one one sack tonight. Samir Phillips, one and a half sacks. And Dalen McGinty, half a sack. So we mentioned uh, the Tiger defense and the pressure they've been able to create. Um, well, what was, the, what was the other stat? Uh, the... Uh, Linkowski has minus 23 yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, he's almost got as many yards, uh, uh, lost yards because of sacks as he actually has passing yards. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Julian Franklin, 12 carries, 75 yards, and Linkowski, 5 carries, negative 23 yards because he's been sacked so many times. Um, 
So let's go ahead and take a look at some scores around the area, and we can offer some commentary here because, as we've mentioned uh, when we were on commercial break, there's a lot of close games just like we've got here tonight. And let's start. I mean, we talked about this one a lot in the pregame. West Holmes and Ashland. Ashland playing uh, the Knights at home. Third quarter, 7-6, to six, the Knights lead. That's a close one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I said that was gonna that was gonna be a good game, and if I if I wasn't here uh, watching high school football, I'd I'd be over there probably watching it, and that's uh, living up to what I thought it would be. Yeah, that is a uh, huge game uh, for both the Arrows uh, and the Knights. If the Arrows want any chance in the uh, conference race, they've got to hope for some help, and they've got to win that one tonight. Uh, but the Knights, if they want hope for uh, winning the conference, they're going to have to pull that one off in 7-6 in the third quarter. A uh, lot a lot of time to go there still. Um, the Shelby Whippets and the Clear Fork Colts tied at 14, so that's a close one. Hey, we there you go, Nick. Your Colts showing some life tonight. Yeah, that was actually that was actually a text from Nick. That wasn't, that wasn't <laughs> something I read. That was uh, He made sure to text me that one. Um, yeah, so we talked about this one as well. Another Ohio Cardinal Conference matchup. Madison against Mount Vernon. The Rams lead at halftime 17-0. to Wow. Wow. So, so uh, a, a big one brewing there for the Rams of Madison Comprehensive High School. They're looking to pick up their first win of the 2023 campaign. Um, other Richland County scores, the Ontario Warriors lead Marion Harding by a score of 34 to nothing. Uh, Padua Fr Franciscan leads Brexville by a score uh, – or trails Brexville, excuse me, by a score of 21 to 6. Norway leads Chippewa at the half, 43 to nothing. Another closely contested Ohio Cardinal Conference matchup between the new Philadelphia Quakers and the Lexington Minutemen. The score seven to seven at halftime. Wow. Well, I think I, I again, I thought that one would be kind of a slugfest, and uh, um, yeah, there's. A, John said maybe it's just the cold weather and everybody's afraid to score because it's getting cold out. I don't know, but maybe he's onto something there. So at least as far as the Cardinal Conference uh, goes, because uh, all these games are, are, are tight tonight. Yeah, we got seven to six in Ashland, seven to seven in the Lexington game, and then I mean the only really blowout is the Madison game. Yeah, Who would have thought that yeah. Madison would be <laughs> blowing out Mount Vernon tonight, seventeen to nothing? Um, obviously, a whole half of football left there, but it's crazy. Uh, Maslin, the Maslin Tigers, who we saw earlier in the season, lead Austin Town Fitch by a score of twenty-one to seven. In the second quarter, uh, D1, uh, another huge game. The Hoban Knights lead Glenville by a score of 21 to eight. Yeah, that's that's a huge game up there. The you know uh, perennial powers in their respective divisions up there. Uh, Hillsdale and Ashland County lead trails Waynedale by a score of. Uh, 21 to 14. South Central and Western Reserve. Western Reserve Rough Riders. They lead by a score of 38 to 8 at halftime. Sandusky Perkins with a big uh, butt woman against the Norwalk Truckers. 35 to nothing. They're still in the second quarter. I'm trying to find. There's the Clear Fork and Shelby game. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball at you here. Two of them. Actually, three of them. <laughs> First one. Just because apparently it's a it's a big game in the eyes of some local people in Mansfield, uh, can you find the Danville score? <laughs> Let's see here. Well, before I head up that, there's one that I did want to talk about tonight. Um, 
you might have heard uh, in Ashland County um, at Mapleton High School, mm-hmm. there was a tragic uh, passing of a girl um, during the homecoming festivities last week at Mapleton High School, and they actually had to call the game at halftime. Um, the Mansfield community would like to offer up our thoughts and prayers for uh, Ashland County and Mapleton High School. Um, so, uh, we, we found out that night that there are things more important than football, and we offer our prayers uh, to Mapleton High School. And also, we talk about Ashland High School. Ashland also lost a teenager um, on Tuesday evening. So our prayers also to the Ashland community. Um, to tough, Some tough things going on in Ashland County, but we pray for those people and pray for the families, the friends, the schools um, as, they, as they deal with the loss. Um, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with a few more uh, scores. Uh, there's two minutes and 35 seconds left here on the halftime clock. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTiger.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers. Welcome back to Fallis Field as the Worcester Generals and Mansfield Senior Tigers slowly make their way back onto the field. We do have a score from Danville. Uh, The score is Danville 38, Centerburg 8 in the second quarter. Like I said, uh, that's uh, apparently very important to some people in the Mansfield area. Uh, I just thought I'd put that out there so they could breathe a sigh of relief and get that Danville score. Uh, a few more scores. Uniontown Green trails Maslin Perry by a score of 14-7 to at halftime. And I think that's all we got. Um, so we'll keep you posted on those closely contested OCC games as those play a huge role in the conference standings. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think our uh, brethren over at uh, Fear the Village are having a heck of a time calling uh, calling that game down there uh, between Lex and New Philly. I mean, like I said, I was you know that that's that that there's a, a slugfest. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know that was Mansfield Senior kind of had their way with both uh, both those teams, but it was kind of late that they started having their way with them. Uh, they were both physical games. Uh, and then finally the Tigers were able to pull away, so it doesn't surprise me that that's uh, turning into a rock fight. Yeah, so we'll keep you, as I mentioned, we'll keep you up to date with those conference scores. We're going to take one more quick break, and then we should be back with some second-half action from Fallis Field. It's the Mansfield Senior Tigers 10, the Worcester Generals 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. 
This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. Welcome back to Worcester, Ohio. Two minutes and 35 seconds left to go here till the second half gets underway. And, Craig, why don't you go ahead and talk about some college football matchups this weekend? Well, uh, if, uh, if, since we're in the state of Ohio, I would say the probably the biggest one most people are looking at are uh, Ohio State Buckeyes versus the Mar Maryland Terrapins. Uh, first time the Terrapins have been 5-0 and uh, since they've joined the Big Ten. And uh, this is uh, – even though Ohio State's uh, favored by 18 and a half, 19 points, depending on where you look, I – think this is going to be a much closer game than that. Uh, Maryland's got a ex very explosive offense. Their defense is definitely questionable, but a very explosive offense. So uh, definitely going to be looking for that game. You got, uh, you know, the Red River, uh, you can't say shootout anymore. Rivalry. But, yeah. Red River rivalry. Uh, but uh, Texas, Oklahoma, both uh, top ten teams. Uh, although I did uh, do some looking this week, neither team has actually played a, a, a team with a, with a good quarterback. Uh, or even starting quarterback in Texas's case. Uh, so their defensive numbers might be a little inflated there because of that. Um, you got Alabama A&M this week. Uh, just just to feed uh, Nick's uh, conspiracy theory that the Saban dynasty is over and everything, I'm going to bring that game up. And then you got Kentucky-Georgia, which could be a very interesting game because uh, Kentucky put an absolute butt whooping on the Florida Gators last week. Uh, just absolutely dominated that game. Uh, you know, at the during that game, I was watching it. They kept talking about the blue wall at the beginning of the game, and I'm like, eh. Well, no, they they did, and they just ran it right down Florida's throat. Uh, Georgia's a different story, though. Although this isn't the same Georgia team we've seen the last couple years, you can't lose that many guys, especially on the defensive side of the ball, to the NFL, and still be that dominant defensively. So, I am going to be. Uh, have a, uh, my eyes on that game because I'm very curious to see how that game plays out because, like I said, Georgia, or I mean Kentucky, I mean they physically dominated Florida. Yeah, things aren't, things aren't getting e easier for Notre Dame either. I mean a little easier, I guess you could say. They got Louisville this week who's ranked 25th in the country, yeah. uh, but two tough weeks. I mean the loss to Ohio State and then just pulling away there at the end uh, on the road at Duke. Yeah, Louisville uh, under uh, Jeff Brom, the prodigal son returning, he's got them uh, rolling a lot faster than I think a lot of people thought he could get it done. And, you know, the guy, the guy's an uh, offensive genius, so they, he could pose some problems for uh, Notre Dame. So the officials have blown their whistles. Twelve minutes are set on the game clock here to start the third quarter. The Tigers huddled up on the sideline. The Generals are ready to kick it away. The play clock has not yet began to, to run. Duke is throwing the ball on the sideline over there. Do we have... Dismuke is back. We've got... I can't see the far player. <laughs> that might be... I think it's Giante. Yeah, okay, now I can see. He turned so I can see it now. Yep, Giante O'Brien. And then number 25 of the Generals, Avi Aurora, on to kick it away to the Tigers. And we are back and ready to bring you second-half action from Fallis Field in Worcester, Ohio. Aurora has got the ball on the tee. The kick is away. Right to Zion Brown. 
Brown to the 25, 30, across the 35, 40. Oh, he's got a lane. He's across the 50. He is tackled from behind by Worcester General, but not before he gets into general territory, marches it all the way down to the 40-yard line where the Tiger offense will take over. Great return by Zion Brown, and uh, the Generals are lucky there because he was basically the, the tackler. He was the last man between him and Paydirt there because uh, there was nobody between uh, Zion Brown and uh, the end zone. Uh, great return, showed great patience. He had to clean on the uh, uh, left side of the field. He just kind of worked his way around to the right, followed his blocks. Next thing you know, he's in Worcester territory. Fantastic field position for the Tigers. Yeah, Trayvon Edwards of the Generals with a likely touchdown-saving tackle from behind just got him by the shoulder pads. Uh, but great field position for the Tigers to start this drive. We've got Tank Petty in it running back. Duke Reese takes a snap. Hands off to Petty, who is instantly met by the Generals' defensive line. He will lose two yards on the play, and the Tiger offense will move back to the 42-yard line. Well, that was Shetler again. He just uh, blew that play up. I think he was actually lined up at uh, tackle there and uh, was able to just knife his way in there and, just, and uh, slam the door, man. Yeah, the defensive line penetration will uh, not come to a halt, that's for sure. The Generals' defensive line is very, very tall. Big defensive line for the Generals. Um, Lala Owens motions in on the line. Reese in the shotgun. Takes a snap. Hands to Petty. Petty up the left side. Fights a few Generals forward for a yard. It'll bring up third and 11. Number four of the Generals, Tristan Walker, in to make the play. Looks like he was looking for some sort of flag from the ref, but I'm not sure what he was looking for, but it'll bring up third and 11 for the Tigers. Yeah, again, uh, Worcester with great penetration, uh, not letting the Tigers get uh, going on the running game. Uh, when, you, when you're looking at the pressure the Generals have been getting, it's, it's kind of a lot like what the Tigers have been getting, so third and long is not a, not a good thing. So Dismuke and O'Brien out to the right side. Reese with Petty to his left is going to roll out. Tuck and try and keep it himself, fighting general defenders, and it looks like he is going to lose a yard. So, sack there for the generals by number 33, Charlie Williams there, the linebacker. So, uh, Franklin also in there too, the running back playing both ways tonight. Um, not quite what you have drawn up coming out of the locker room to start the second half, having to punt it away, um, especially after a big return like that Yeah, by Zion Brown. But DeBolt will punt it away, punts it over the general's head. Yes. It looks like it will spin back a little bit, hits at the five-yard line, spins back to the six where the general's offense will take over. Great punt there by DeBolt. Yeah, had a little English on it. I thought it was going to bounce into the end zone, but like you said, hit the ground and kind of spun back. Pins the Generals deep, but I don't know if you saw it, uh, but uh, Generals got some penetration on that punt, man. They were awful close. I, I think somebody's getting one block before the end of this game, man. Could maybe, uh, could maybe sway things in one team's direction if they're able to get a hand on a punt because, I mean, it's not like we have a super high-scoring contest tonight. Yeah. So the Worcester offense will march onto the field. A.J. Lukowski, as we mentioned, in the first half. 7 for 10, 66 yards, and five rushes. Lost 23 yards, a lot of sacks by the Tigers. So Lukowski will take the snap. Fakes the handoff to Franklin, takes it himself, rolling to the left side. 
hit at about the 10-yard line, falls forward to the 12th, and that'll be a gain of five. And Lukowski is down, I think maybe just got the wind knocked out of him. It looks like the ball kind of landed on the ball on his chest, but the uh, Worcester training staff will check him out here. Yeah, you had, I believe it was Dijon Corbin uh, tracking him down from behind, and when he jumped to make the tackle, you had uh, Lukowski and Corbin both coming down, both full weight on top of the ball. So hopefully, like you said, he, the, the kid just had the wind knocked out of him. But uh, um, either way, that um, was reminiscent of the very first play they ran, which was the fake handoff and the rollout, and I believe it was Nye Petty tracked him down. Uh, so, you know, Worcester going back to the very beginning of the playbook at the beginning of this game. Hopefully they don't uh, get the running game going like they did <laughs> on that uh, second drive. Yeah, good to see Lekowski up, mm -hmm. walking up and down the sidelines. He, by rule, he will have to uh, take a playoff here. So in at quarterback marches number eight, Kalen Backstrom, the backup for the Generals. Um, real quick, other Ohio Cardinal Conference action. West Holmes has scored, so they now lead the Arrows by a score of 14 to six. Second and five for the Generals. Backstrom takes a snap, drops back, looks downfield for number two, signs. Just out of the reach. Excuse me, that was Hayden Meese. He had him open. And yeah. there really were not there were no Tigers around him to bring him down. Yeah, no, if he would have completed that pass, that would have been six for the generals. I think that I think uh they uh uh caught the Tigers sleeping a little bit. I think they thought because there was a backup quarterback in there, they were gonna run the ball. And uh, Worcester caught him by surprise there. And Tigers are very lucky that that ball was about five inches too deep. Yeah, the Tigers definitely caught a break there. Um, Lukowski marches back into quarterback. And I, I'm looking at Backstrom on the sidelines right now. And a bunch of his teammates are kind of consoling him as he's upset with that pass. But Lukowski back in the game. Pressured by a bunch of Tigers. And the oh. ball's out. The football is out. I believe Tigers got it. I think we got it, John. So Lukowski fumbled the ball at the... Eight-yard line, and they recovered do. by the Tigers. Who has the ball? That's number 17, Nye Petty. The ball will be spotted at the nine-yard nine line where the Tigers' offense will take over. That was a huge takeaway by the Tiger defense. Absolutely. I believe it was Samir Phillips again as soon as the ball was snapped. Uh, I mean, pressure right away. Um, I'm beginning to, to uh, feel bad for Lidkowski because, I mean, every time the ball is snapped and it's a pass play, the Tigers are just on top of him. Yeah, so I, I believe that was uh, Nye Petty's second fumble recovery of the game. There's been yeah. two, two turnovers for the Generals, both fumbles, and Nye Petty has gotten hands and fallen on both of them. So the Tigers' offense marches back in here at the nine-yard line. Reese takes the snap, looks into the end zones for Lala Owens, and the pass is broken up. Number 15 of the Generals, Michael Wright, in on the coverage. Intended for Lala. Yeah, if you're the Tigers, you've got to get six here. I mean, it doesn't get much much better than this as far as – I mean, the only way it gets better is if he would have fumbled it in the end zone and the Tigers recovered it. I, I, mean, do like, I do like the idea there, though, by Coach Bradley to kind of take a shot, throw it up to your, your big man, Lala Owens, in the mm -hmm. corner of the end zone. Just a little low, but it'll be second and goal here for the Tigers. Reese. Hands it off to Zion Brown. Brown across the five, and he is, is he into the end zone? He fumbled the football. He fumbled the football. And the Generals get the football. I'm, they're going to talk it here. I'm not sure. Maybe he might have been across the pylon. The officials are talking it over. 
Yeah, I'm very confused because it looked like he was at least three-quarters of the way body-wise over before they even acted like the ball had squirted out. And here goes the ref. They're going to say a touchback. They're wow. going to say it was a fumble. So Zion Brown's body might have been in the end zone, but they're saying the football was not, and he got it taken away from him, and the Generals just fell down in the end zone, took the touchback. So the Tigers hand it right back to the Generals. Well, I, I, I could – See by the Tigers' body language, they're definitely not happy about this, but they can't let the, uh, you know, let a play, uh, a bad play, beat them two plays in a row. They've got to refocus and stop uh, Worcester here because they can't uh, be down because they didn't get a touchdown they thought they deserved. They need to uh, put the clamps on this offense and get the ball back. Yeah, the defense will definitely have to step up again for the Tigers. The Generals will get the ball at the 20-yard line. The Tigers' defense is out on the field. 8.43 left to go here in the third quarter. The Tigers still lead by a score to 10 to 7 over the Generals. So Lukowski with Franklin to his left. Two receivers split to his right. He's going to take the high handoff. Hands to Franklin. Franklin across the 25, or across the 20, excuse me, falls down to the 26 yard line. That's a gain of six on first down. It'll bring up second and four. The, the Generals' offense is going to go back to what's been working for them all night. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I was just going to say the same thing. I think they're going back to their bread and butter because at this point, even though Winkowski's got seven to ten completions, I mean, basically every pass play he's running for his life. Yeah, so Anthony signs and Hayden Meese out to the right. Franklin on Lukowski's hip. Is going to take the handoff across the 30-yard line. No, they're going to mark him just short at the 29. So it'll bring up third and one after the gain of three by Julian Franklin. Yeah, he just took it off to the right side there, just a off-tackle type play. Brings up a third and short. Huge defensive play here for the Tigers if they want to stay on top of the, the field position battle here with 739 and counting here in the third quarter. See if the uh, Tiger defensive line can get in there and cause some havoc. Lukowski goes hard count, hands it off to Franklin. Franklin's going to trot across, holding down to the 30-yard line, but a flag flies in, and it's on the Generals. The ref signals here, holding. Yep, holding on the Worcester offensive line. I believe that was uh, number 73, Keegan Johnson again on the hold. Yeah, that's what that's what I was just getting ready to say. That is his second one. That's 62. 62, okay. okay. So Jason Deeds on the Generals will march it back to the 21-yard line. So third and nine upcoming here for the Generals offense. Uh, well, looks like they're going to move back even more. So now it's third and 11. Yep, so the ball is spotted at the 19-yard line. Lukowski with trips to his right, Franklin to his left, drops back, looks downfield, intended for number 80. That is Shetler yeah. again. Shetler's been, we called his name a lot tonight. I mean, he's yeah. been targeted three times, and he's made a lot of plays on defense, but that pass falls incomplete, and on marches the punting unit for the Worcester Generals as it'll be 4th and 11 from the 19-yard line. They're going to give it back to the Tigers. Yeah, uh, again, Samir Phillips, as soon as the ball was snapped, I mean, he just he just went around the tackle like it was nothing. 
looked like it was a swim move, and uh, Lidkowski just had to get rid of it soon, definitely sooner than he wanted to. He didn't have a chance to set his feet or nothing. Uh, great play by, by Phillips in the defense. So Dossie takes a snap, punts it away. Dismukes back for the Tigers. Uh, they get a general bounce, very favorable bounce on that punt as it rolls down to the 33-yard line where the Tigers offense will take over. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. What's up, Tiger Nation? This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night. October the 13th, ooh, Friday the 13th, hopefully Craig doesn't get scared, as Aiden and Craig will make the trip down to Mount Vernon to take on the Yellow Jackets, which will be the last time OCC play-wise. It's kind of sad, but tune in at 6.30 p.m. with Coach Chokey Bradley on the pregame show on your radio home for Tiger football, GoTigers.com. So the Mansfield defense steps up in a big way after the offense gave the ball to the Generals as they were about to score there. Uh, but the Tigers offense gets it back, and Duke Reese hands to Tank Petty. Tank Petty down to the 40-yard line for a gain of seven yards. So to bring up second and three. Nice good. run there by Petty. Yeah, good to see some uh, uh, running room up the middle there because that's uh, where the Tigers have struggled running the ball tonight. So Reese has Owens and O'Brien to his left. Two receivers, and Dismuke to his right. Petty in the backfield. Reese takes a snap, fakes the handoff, passes to Dismuke, and Dismuke catches the ball but falls down immediately at the 46-yard line. That'll be enough to move the chains, and it's a first down, Tigers. Yeah, Duke uh, threw a laser out there. Uh, was a little to the inside, so Dismuke had to kind of turn his body to make the catch. But he did get the first down, though, so sets the Tigers up in good field position here. So Reese with Petty behind him, same as last formation. Reese fakes the handoff, looks again to Dismuke, throws it downfield. Dismuke goes up for it. Did he get a point of contact down? And the ref is going to say incomplete. Dismuke made a heck of a catch going up over the Worcester defender, but apparently he just did not get a foot or a point of contact in on that play, so it'll be second and ten. Yeah, as you said, that was a heck of a, a grab by Dismuke. He, he, he skied up and uh, grabbed that ball at the highest point he could. Uh, I thought uh, it was right there on the sideline, man. I thought maybe or was hoping he got a foot down or something, but the refs are down there and we're not. So yeah, Hard to tell for us with the uh, Worcester players and coaches there on the sideline, but Reese will keep the ball. He runs across the 50, across the 45-40. Down into general territory goes Duke Reese, where he's tackled out of bounds at the, looks like 38-yard line. 30. you got two different spots here from two different officials. So they're going to put the ball at the 35-yard line. Gain of 11. No, 19. Oh, 19, yep. <laughs> nice math there by John Davis. We appreciate all he does providing the stats for us every Friday. But first down, Tigers in general territory at the 35-yard line. Reese takes a snap, keeps it again. And he's instantly met by a slew of generals. Looks like number 55. King Blair for the Generals. Yeah, there were so many Generals back there in the backfield. It was like a meeting at the Pentagon. <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> so loss of two there on the sack. We'll bring up second and 12. 520 and counting here in the third quarter. I mean, the Tigers Tigers are in no hurry. Um, still a lot of ball game here left, but the offense definitely taking their time. 
15 left on the play clock. Reese takes a snap to pass. Completed to number three, Jermaine Bradley. Bradley into the 32-yard line. Gain of five. We bring up third and seven for the Tiger offense. Nice little route there by Bradley. Yeah, he just couldn't shake the defender, unfortunately. A great play by the, uh, by the Worcester defender, actually, because uh, Bradley did a, did a comeback, and uh, the ball was there, but quick closing speed. So Reese with Petty behind him. Dismuke out to the left, and Owens, Bradley, and another receiver to the right. He's going to throw a quick screen to Petty, who falls forward. Did he get the first down? Looks like he did. To the 25-yard line, that's going to be a Tigers first down on the completion out of the backfield from Reese to Petty. Yeah, that was that was a quick strike out to Petty, and Petty just uh, ran downfield and kind of got like German suplexed over to the first down marker. But, hey, first down is a first down. Yeah, we'll take it. Dismuke single set to the left. Reese in the shotgun takes a snap. Fakes it. Fakes the handoff to Petty. Completes to Dismuke. Dismuke to the 20. Falls down inbounds at the 18-yard line. Maybe a gain of seven. Second and three coming up for the Tigers. And the Tigers are once again in the red zone, the State Farm red zone, brought to you by Gary Fagan. Looks like maybe uh, Duke's getting into a little bit of rhythm passing the ball here. It looks very comfortable in the pocket. Reese takes a snap. Fakes a handoff to Petty. Keeps it himself. He's to the 10-yard line, the five. Touchdown, Tigers. Duke Reese carries it for 18 yards into the end zone to put the Tigers up 16-7. to Yeah, he uh, faked that off to the running back, and he took it around to the outside, and Duke's showing some real speed there. Uh, that's, that's quite different than what I usually see, not that Duke isn't fast all the time, but usually he just doesn't look like he's very fast, but he gains a lot of yards because he's so tall. That time he looked like he was really booking it there, and he just outran everybody to the end zone. Yeah, very quick to make that decision, too, mm -hmm. to just hold it and run. Um, a very big 18-yard run for Reese. Score the touchdown. The bolt on for the PAT. The kick is up. And the kick is good with 3.32 left to go in the third quarter. It's the Mansfield Senior TY Tigers 17, the Worcester Generals 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. So I switched my insurance to State Farm, and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town, and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Amon Thomas, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. A nice little scoring drive there by the Tigers of Mansfield. Places them in the lead, 17-7 with 3.32 left to go here in the third quarter. And, I mean, Duke Reese looked super confident there, as you mentioned, on that drive. Yeah, he got into a little bit of rhythm passing the ball, which we actually haven't seen in a little bit. And then, uh, yeah, the great decision, the quick decision there. And then that burst of speed, like I said, I mean, he, he flew down the field. So to bolt to kick it away for the Tigers to the Generals. Little low liner. 
And bobbled by a Worcester uh, general. Number four, he's struggling to pick up the ball. He gets the ball at the one-yard line, runs to the six, across to the seven. Number four, Tristan Walker muffed the kick there. And the generals are going to be backed up into their own territory, getting the ball at the seven-yard line. Yeah, uh, if you're at the Tigers, you're ecstatic. But if you're at the Generals, that was literally the last thing you wanted to see right there. Uh, you know, the Tigers moved down the field, got that score. They looked fluid and smooth on offense. Then you turn around, you you kind of mishandle the kickoff, and you put yourself back in a deep hole. And uh, you definitely don't want to get behind the chains right now if you're Worcester because uh, this Tiger pressure has just been outstanding tonight. Quick scoring update. The Madison Rams lead Mount Vernon by a score of 30-0, to zero, and West Holmes leads the Arrows by a score of 14-6. to six. So Lukowski takes a snap. It's over his head, and it rolls out of the back of the end zone. That's going to be a safety. The Tigers were so close to recovering that in the end zone for a touchdown as the snap sailed over Lukowski's head going out of the back of the end zone for a safety. So two points for the Tigers, 19-7, to seven, and they're going to get the ball. Yeah, I believe uh, – that's their third or fourth safety this year. Fourth? Fourth safety of the year. I mean, I'm almost 50 years old, and I remember going years without seeing a safety. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have that, John. I mean, you're older than me, so you would know better. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and in local action, the Shelby Whippets lead Clear Fork. Sorry, Nick, by a score of 29 to 14. Um, New, Philly, New Philadelphia just scored, so they lead Lexington by a score of 14 to 7. That game's in the thord, third quarter, so a lot of time to go there. What was that one? 14 to 7, New Philadelphia. Still, still a slugfest over there. I mean, Ashland has the ball against West Holmes down uh, 14 to 6, so that one's not over. This one, 19 to seven, beginning to get a little out of reach, but still, still lots of lots of game to go here. 3:19 left in the third quarter. I would have never thought, at least in recent memory, that if we were going to talk about a game on a Friday night in late October that would be out of hand, that we would be saying Madison would be leading, <laughs> 31 to nothing, over Mount Vernon. So there's kids on this, on that field that have never seen a score like that. It's crazy. I shouldn't talk like that since that's where I graduated, but I can't <laughs> help it. It's it's not been pretty lately. <laughs> no, well, kudos to the Rams. I mean, they're, yeah. in, the, they're in the fourth fourth quarter, so they are likely going to pick up their first win of 2023. Dossie's punt is away. That is Jonte O'Brien. Caught it at the 37 across the 50. So the Tigers will punch it into general territory again out of bounds at the 43-yard line where the Tigers' offense, Duke, led by Duke Reese, will take back over. Yeah, outstanding field position, which you usually do get after a safety. Uh, I mean, if you're Coach Bradley and these Tigers, uh, if you can push it in for another uh, touchdown here, um, you're looking really good as far as the outcome of this game, the way your defense is played. Yeah, I mean, the defense has just continued – to penetrate and sneak through the offensive line and apply pressure on the quarterback. So nothing much the Generals can do right now. Reese takes a snap, fakes the handoff to Brown, completes it out to Dismuke, who is going to pick up the first down, gain a 12. 
down to the 31-yard line where the Tigers get another first down. I think this is the most in rhythm and the most comfortable I've seen Duke Reese throw the ball all year. Yeah, he he's, he's really feeling it right now. He looks really confident out there, and he is in the shotgun. We'll take the snap, fake the Brown, throws it out to Dismuke again, who, whose defender fell over. He catches the ball. He's at the 25-yard line. He breaks a few tackles, gets a push from the Tigers lineman behind him for another first down. The ball down to the 19-yard line, gain of 12. Yeah, that was just a, a short pass, looked like a curl, and he just refused to go down. And then the Tigers, uh, like I said, the lineman just came along and was like, you know what, we're just going to push it for another five or six yards. So I believe Dismute just checked out of the game. Looks like they're working uh, a cramp out over yeah. there on the sideline. We mentioned it's a little cold. So Reese's pass is tipped at the line of scrimmage as he faked the handoff to Brown. And that falls incomplete, so it'll be second and ten. 238, and the Tigers are in the State Farm Red Zone, brought to you by Gary Fagan. Yeah, I believe he was going to Lala on that on, on, a, on a post route, but uh, like you said, tipped at the line of scrimmage, so it was kind of hard to tell. Luckily for the Tigers, though, the ball did uh, fall uh, harmlessly to the ground. Yeah, so Nye Petty is a single receiver out to the left. Looks like he's just one-on-one -on -one man coverage. Lala Owens and... Uh, number seven there, Giante O'Brien to the right. Brown in the backfield. Reese fakes the handoff, takes it himself, and he's instantly met by number 55 of the Worcester Generals, King Blair on the sack. Yeah, King Blair looking more like King Kong there. He just blew through the line, and as soon as Reese decided to step up, he was taken down hard. Yeah, so it'll be a loss of four there on the play, bringing up third and 14. Um yeah, Blair just completely just muscled his way through the offensive line, and uh, Duke had nowhere to go. He, you know, he decided to tuck it and run, and he paid for it. Yeah, big sack kind of puts the Tigers out of uh, field goal range here, so we'll be interested to see what they do if they don't get this. So third and 14, Reese takes a snap, looks to pass, rolls out to his left, greeted by a few general defenders, but he falls forward for two yards. That'll bring up fourth and 12. And it appears they are going to march on the field goal unit. I think those uh, uh, those yards there that Reese just picked up were huge as far as whether Coach Bradley was going to kick it or go for it. So Quinton DeBolt is looking at a 38-yard field goal attempt here. 19-7 the score. A minute 15 and counting in the third quarter. McGinney, the holder, takes a snap, places it down. DeBolt's kick is up. It's got the distance. Did it sneak through the uprights? It did. Yeah. And that was pounded, made it through the top of the, goal the field goal post. And with 104 left to go in the third quarter at Fallis Field, it's the Mansfield Senior T.Y. Tigers 22, the Worcester Generals 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. What's up, Tiger Nation? This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, October the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Hopefully Craig doesn't get scared as Aiden and Craig will make the trip down to Mount Vernon to take on the Yellow Jackets, which will be the last time OCC play-wise. It's kind of sad. But tune in at 6.30 p.m. with Coach Chucky Bradley on the pregame show on your radio home for Tiger football, GoTigers.com. So welcome back to... Fallis Field in Worcester, Ohio, 
where Quentin DeBolt just hit his longest field goal, uh, the 38-yarder with 104 left to go. I think that could have been good for 48. He really drilled that one. Yeah, that 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 uh, that was at the top of the field goal post when that went through the uprights. So you nice know, kick there by DeBolt. I mean, if you're if you're if you're Hayden Meese though from the Generals, you got to be kicking yourself because he's been in on almost every kick, almost blocking it. And I mean, he was a fingernail away from getting getting a, on that one. Yeah. Yep. Very nice kick, though, by DeBolt, and he will kick it away. Like a little onside squib type thing here. Recovered by number 20 of the Generals. That is Simon Yount. So the Generals will have – this is one of their better starting positions in the second half here yeah. where they'll take over at the 32-yard line. You know, the, the Tigers have done that uh, before this year, and it's worked out favorable for them. They've, uh, you know, had the other team – either not get on the ball or mishandle the ball when they do that uh, almost like uh, squib slash onside, whatever you want to call it. Didn't they start a game with one of those? I can't remember. It's It's been a long season, and, and as John has pointed out, I'm old and I forget things. <laughs> <laughs> so with 103 left, Lakowski in at quarterback, hands it off to Franklin. Franklin meant instantly there by number 18, Mo Bradley. Loss of one on the play, so to bring up second and 11, 50 seconds and counting here in the third quarter. I think Mo Bradley's nickname should be Kirby because he's sweeping up everything right now, man. <laughs> well, once again, we thank you all for tuning in tonight here at GoTigers.com, VSBN Radio, for the OCC matchup between the Mansfield Tigers and the Worcester Generals. Aiden Chandler alongside Craig Jackson. If you're just now joining us, the Tigers lead by a score of 22-7. to Late in the third quarter, Generals on offense, second and 11. Lakowski takes a snap. A lot of pressure from the Tigers, rolling out to his left, throws it out of bounds because he had no other options with number 16, Dalen McGinney, and number 52, Ahmad Thomas, chasing him. Yeah, the uh, McGinney, who has been a little quiet the second half compared to the first half, but he made a big play there, all sorts of pressure on Lidkowski, and, and uh, Lidkowski had no choice. He had to get rid of it. Yeah, so big third and 11 coming up for the Generals. They're down 22-7 to seven here. So still a two-possession game, but you're thinking if they want to have a chance in this one, they're going to have to try and convert here. On yeah, and down, if you're the Generals, down. this is the last position you wanted to be in third and long with this pass rush. So Lakowski, no running backs in the backfield, takes a snap. Looking downfield, he's going to tuck and run, and that was not the best decision as he was met there by Mo Bradley. No gain on the play, bringing up fourth and 11. And it looks like that will be the end of the third quarter. So from Fallis Field in Worcester, Ohio, the Mansfield Senior Tigers lead the Worcester Generals by a score of 22-7. to You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. 
So welcome back to Worcester, Ohio, where the Mansfield Senior Tigers lead the Worcester Generals by a score of 22-7. to As we enter the fourth quarter, the Generals will be punting it away to the Tigers. It's uh, Dossie back to punt for the Generals and Dismuk back to receive for the Tigers. Yeah, the Tigers only rushed three guys there initially, and they still got pressure. And then when Linkowski went to take off, oh, Dossie unable to handle the snap, unable to get the punt off, sw swarmed by a bunch of Tigers, and that'll be a turnover on downs. The Tigers will get the ball deep in general territory. And that was in there was uh, C.J. Javert. The Tigers will take over in the State Farm Red Zone. Caller local agent Gary Fagan for all your insurance needs, 419-747-2217. So the Tiger offense will start with very good field position here. Yeah, this is uh, this is uh, starting to become Murphy's Law for the Worcester Generals where it seems like anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, if you're the Tigers, now is the time to put your uh, foot to the uh, pedal to the metal and, uh, and end this. Absolutely. Reese, the shotgun, two receivers to his right. Tank Petty in the backfield. Hands to Tank Petty. Tank Petty up the right side. Sneaks through the line inside the 10-yard line. Flag flies on the play, but he'll be spotted down at the 10. We'll wait to see what the call is here. Yeah, I don't know what the call was, but that was a pretty vicious hit. All I saw was uh, Petty go off to the right side there, and I lost him, and they see humanity. Then I saw his feet go airborne. Yeah, I wonder, wonder if it was on the uh, tackle maybe. They're still discussing here. Personal foul, face mask on the Tigers. I think, yeah, oh, okay. he signaled the wrong way. I was yeah. going to say face mask on the Tigers. We're all kind of confused up here in the press box. But he points to the Generals, face mask on the Generals. That'll be half the distance to the goal, down to the five-yard line. Oh, the Tigers, Tigers already lined up, man. Yeah, first and goal. Tigers moving quick here. Reese in the shotgun. Takes a snap. Hands to Petty. Petty inside the five, down to the two-yard line, it looks like. Tank Petty with a three-yard gain there. Second and goal from the two. Well, I, I love, I love uh, what the Tigers did there. They immediately did the hurry up, but they went with the power, and here they are, you know. Next play, what do they do? They start milking the clock, and I love the fact they're giving it to Tank Petty, their bowling ball. Yeah, Tank Petty in the backfield behind Reese. Reese takes a snap at the shotgun, fakes the handoff to Petty, throws the pass to Lala Owens in the end zone for a Tiger touchdown. With 11.01 left to go here in the fourth quarter, the Tigers punch it in once again off a fake handoff and a pass to Lala Owens in the end zone. The Tigers now lead 28 to 7. I wish I could tell you that was uh, that I saw that happen, but I was too focused on the running back. I totally bit on the play action, and I didn't even see the pass. Yeah, Owens was wide open in the back of the end zone. Great pass there, great decision, fake handoff. Yeah, be beautiful play call. I mean, you're, you're here in the fourth quarter, you're showing some power with the run, and uh, then you do the fake handoff, and it doesn't surprise me that it was open. Yeah, great play call. I mean, the Generals probably were ex were expecting four handoffs once the Tigers got the goal to go situation, but the Bolts kick up and good. A lot more pressure there by the Generals, but they aren't able to get a hand on it. And the Tigers now lead twenty nine to seven with eleven oh one left to go in the fourth quarter. We'll keep you here. I have no idea how that one wasn't blocked. <laughs> <laughs> he was right there. Yeah, I mean, 
that kid has been in there every kick, whether it's been an extra point, a field goal, or even a punt. And how he hasn't blocked one tonight, I don't know. Yeah, it's like me when I used to play Madden. Yeah. I always wondered why I wasn't blocking the kicks, but I'm getting in there every time. But, yeah, a little frustrating. Yeah, I mean, that's something the, the Tiger coaches are definitely going to have to address, uh, you know, th- this week because, I mean, if we're seeing it, then clearly people who know what they're doing are seeing it. Yeah. So somebody down the road is going to figure something out, and they're going to get be able to uh, start blocking those kicks. Yeah, as you as you get closer and closer to the, uh, we'll call it the after the regular season. We don't want to throw the p word out quite yet. Yeah, with two more weeks of high school football to go. Uh, definitely something very minute, but something the Tigers will want to pay attention to. I mean, they've played a very good football game tonight, but yeah, it's the little things as you get in those bigger games. So, real quick score update before Debolt kicks it away to the Generals. West Holmes now leads comfortably over the Arrows, twenty to six, in Ashland, Madison. Has the running clock tonight, Mount Vernon, 38 to nothing over the Yellow Jackets. So congratulations to the Madison Rams who pick up their first win of the uh, 2023 high school football season. So DeBolt's kick is away, and it'll be caught and downed at the 37-yard line where the Generals' offense will march back out with 10.58 left to go in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, if you're – if you're Coach Bradley, you just uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's obviously working, but you also got to be happy with how um, this team has responded from Worcester coming out and just punching them in the mouth on that second drive and, uh, you know, really keeping this offense bogged down for quite a while. And uh, But yet you've been able to uh, slowly but surely impose your will and get, get this nice lead. I wish the VSBN scoreboard app was like the ESPN app where I could uh, see what's happening in the New Philadelphia and Lexington game because that game is about to enter into the fourth quarter. New Philadelphia still only leads 14-7. to So I wish I knew who had the ball. I wish I knew where they were at because that one is close and that has uh, big implications on the OCC race. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure our friends over there at Fear the Village are, are having, a, having a heck of a time uh, calling that game. That's got to be great. Yeah, I hope the uh, Minutemen can squeak that one out for the boys over in Lexington. So Lakowski takes a snap, hands off to Franklin. Franklin barrels down to the 43-yard line. It's a gain of six on the play, bringing up third and four. For the Generals are conversing. We kind of lost it down. It was an incomplete pass on first and ten. Yeah, Franklin... uh you know, he's got 90 yards rushing, and, uh, you know, he, he's been able to get it done on the ground. Just, you know, you, you start to fall behind, and you and you do have to throw the ball more. So, Yeah, you're unfortunately to the point of the game where you can't afford to just tick, let that clock tick away. So Lukowski rolls out to his right, has a open man. That's Hayden Meese on the sideline, completed to the 47-yard line. That should be good enough for a general first down. So they get a first down. I mean, if you're uh, Worcester, that's kind of a, a matchup you like. Nye Petty on, uh, on Hayden Nice. The question is, is are you going to give uh, Linkowski enough protection to, to take advantage of that? Yeah, absolutely. So Linkowski first and 10. Goes hard count. Looks to the sideline for the play. 9.53 and counting here in the fourth quarter. Worcester showing no sign of urgency. Let's the play clock run down. 
And almost a delay game, but they get the snap off. Lukowski tucks and runs, and he's dragged down by number 56 of the Tigers, Lamar Ruth. So one-yard gain for Lukowski there, second and nine coming up. Yeah, initial pressure by McGinty. He came flying in there, and Lukowski just had to take off running. It was either that or take another sack. Yeah, I'm really impressed with McGinty's performance tonight. He's just wreaked havoc yeah. on this Worcester offensive line, and Lukowski's probably seen too much of that number tonight and those long, those long, luscious locks yeah. <laughs> McGinty's got going for him. So Lukowski will throw the ball across the middle of the field to Anthony Sines, who's greeted instantly by a Tiger number 13, Dijon Corbin. Yeah, that was, uh, that was like running into a brick wall. I mean, he hit Corbin, and he went down, and Corbin didn't even move. Yeah. <laughs> All clean, though. Big hit there. By Corbin, it'll be third and five for the Generals offense, and they're pretty much in desperation time. So I imagine if they don't get this, they will be going for it on fourth down. Lukowski drops back. There's McGinty again, and Lukowski just kind of floats it to Franklin in the backfield, and he's unable to get it to him. So it'll be fourth and five. McGinty, a lot of pressure. And the Generals are kind of desperate here. They're going to be going yeah. for it on fourth down. Yeah, McGinty with the pressure, but it was a screen pass, and uh, – Samir Phillips read the screen pass, and he just went out there with Franklin. So even if the ball would have been complete, Franklin probably would have been dropped for a loss because Phillips was right there. But again, McGinty, like you said, he just—I mean, just flying in there, untouched. No, I don't. I don't even know. Don't even know if the uh, <laughs> line. I, I don't know why they're not blocking him. But Worcester is one of two on fourth down tonight, and they will have to go for it. Lakowski, a lot of pressure, rolls to his left. Looks downfield. He's got an open man. Did he complete it? Looks like he did. That was number yep. nine, Jack Dossey, on the reception. So Worcester still has a little bit of life. Not much with 8.22 left to go. Uh, down three possessions, but first down. Um, gets the ball into Tiger territory. Ball at 37. Yeah, they rolled away from... Uh Samir Phillips, which is probably the smart thing, and he just couldn't quite track down the quarterback. Lukowski takes a snap, takes a handoff to Franklin. He's going to keep it himself, roll out to the left. Runs out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. So gain of seven on the play. Gain of six. Be second and four from the 31-yard line. So the Generals have three receivers out to the right, a single receiver to the left, Franklin beside Lakowski on the right side. Second and four, Lakowski takes a snap, screen pass to number two, Hayden Meese. Little high, but Meese is able to make something out of it. Catches it across to the 25-yard line. That'll be a first down for the Generals. The Generals starting to put a little drive here together, but it might be a little too much too late. Yeah, you had the Tigers playing... Uh playing off the receivers there, so it was a pretty easy uh, pitch and catch there. And I, I believe you have somebody. Yeah, I think there's an injured player on the sideline here. Can't tell if it's a Tiger. Yeah, well, the Tiger trainer marched across the field. Can't tell if it's a Tiger or a general here. I'm, I'm seeing white, yeah. Yeah, so it's Dismuke. Dismuke down. He's up, though. Yeah, he he uh he was the one that was uh, dealing with the cramps earlier. Um, I mean, 
20, up 29 to seven, less than eight minutes to go. You know, he's one of your big time players playing both ways and he's effective both ways. I mean, maybe, maybe it's time you tell him to call it an evening. Yeah. Uh, since this is the second time that he's had to come off a field. Yeah, I agree with you on that statement. So I mean, you never you never want to take your your studs off the field, mm -hmm. and the, the game isn't quite over with, obviously. But you you do have two more games to go in the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. So as you heard John Davis in the back, this is Worcester's 10th play of the drive. They've got first and 10 from the 25-yard line. Lakowski drops back, looks to pass. He's greeted by a couple Tigers, and he's going to be sacked. Great. Number 18, Mo Bradley, and number 40, Samir Phillips in on the sack. Great coverage by the Tiger defensive backs. That's actually probably some of the best pass cover or pr protection Minkowski's gotten all night, but he just had nowhere to go because the defensive backs were like a blanket on the receivers, and eventually this Tiger defensive line is going to get through. Yeah, it looks it looked like Anthony Signs at the Generals was open for a split second on the left side of the field, but not enough time for him to uh, evade the pressure and get the ball off. So Lukowski takes a snap. A lot of pressure again. little screen pass to Franklin. Franklin across the 30. There's a flag. I wonder if the offensive linemen were too far downfield. Yeah. Got it. Holding. Got it. So it'll be a hold. It'll be a hold there. Uh, the last last thing the Generals wanted on second and 20. Yeah. So the refs march it back. 7.01 left on the clock here. Ball spotted at the 43-yard wow. line. Second and super long. See, they got to get... 18, so second and 28. Yep. Second and 28 coming up here for the Generals. So just going to need a couple chunk plays here to give themselves a chance. Lukowski takes a snap. Tuck and run. Oh. Nowhere to go. He was definitely down. Hit by McGinty. Looks like, yeah, it looked like another Tiger, too. Mo Bradley. Yeah, I think uh, I think they were trying to catch the Tigers sleeping there, but un unfortunately, if you're the Generals, you tried to run a QB draw when they were running a blitz, and man, Linkowski just got absolutely hammered there. I'm actually surprised the kid that that kid's tough with as many licks as he's taken tonight. Yeah, it took uh, McGinty a second to get up off the turf, but he's fine. Lukowski drops back, instant pressure again, completed to Franklin. Franklin fighting forward for a few yards down to the 38-yard line. That's going to bring up fourth and 23. I think that was McGinty with the pressure again. Yeah, he was in there instantly. <laughs> Smart play, though, not to hit the uh, quarterback. Yeah. We talked about the discipline um, or maybe the lack of focus of this Tiger defense or offense, sometimes occasionally picking up flags when they shouldn't be, and that was very smart of McGinty not to hit. Uh, Lukowski there. Yeah, this has definitely been the uh, cleanest game uh, the Tigers have played all this year. So Lukowski's actually off the field now. So for this fourth and 23, the uh, Generals bring in Kalen Backstrom, who had that deep pass to a wide-open general defender that he just overthrew. So he rolls back, looks downfield. A lot of guys coming, and it's going to be a Tiger sack. Number 40, Samir Phillips in on the sack for the Tigers. 
And that'll be a turnover on downs. So, 14-yard loss there for the yeah. Generals and the uh, Tigers uh, take Initial over. pressure by McGinty again. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the pressure has just been ridiculous by this uh, Tiger defense tonight. Yeah, and there's just, I mean, McGinty, McGinty tonight, he's got, let's see, he's got five total tackles and half a sack. So we've called his name more than that, though. He's definitely yeah. been bringing the pressure. Yeah, so he, he's not he, – it may not be showing up on the stat sheet, but we see his performance up here. He's shining down there on the field. But another defender for the Tigers that's shining is Maurice Bradley. 17 total tackles, two and a half sacks for the Tiger defense. So the Tiger defense definitely came to play tonight. Um, shutting out the Generals here in the second half. Tiger offense back on the field. Reese hands to Brown. Brown across the 40. Down yep. to the 30. The 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown, Zion Brown and the Mansfield Senior Tigers. The score, 35-7 to with 5.07 left to go here in the fourth quarter. There you heard it from John Davis in the back. That's the longest touchdown run of the season for longest run of the season for the Tiger offense. 48-yard run by Zion Brown. Just breaks this thing wide open. Yeah, I mean, there was a massive hole over on that right side. And Zion Brown, he's got the speed. As soon as he hit that hole, you had the feeling he was gone because, I mean, there was just it was just so wide open over there. So uh, <laughs> the Tigers are electing to go for two here. 35-7. to seven. Tigers are trying to go for two here to get the running clock. Um. 30, they're trying to go by 30 here to get the running clock. 5.07 left to go. Tigers take a timeout, and so we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. So I switched my insurance to State Farm, and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town, and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed, and get this. My actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Amon Thomas and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. So welcome back to Fallis Field. The Tigers up 35-7 with 5.07 left to go in the fourth quarter, and they're going to go for two to try and be up 30 and get the running clock. So Reese takes the snap here from the two. O'Brien in motion, throws to Lala Owens, and it's just off his hands. So the Tigers are unable to convert. So 5.07 left to go here in the fourth quarter. The Tigers up. 35-7, to seven, big here on the Generals. Yeah, I mean, you had, like I said, you had Zion Brown. I mean, once he hit that huge hole on, on the right side, um, you knew he was going to score there. Um, you know, if you're the Tiger defense, you know, you just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, I'm looking at these stats. You got Mo Bradley, 17 tackles. Good gracious. Two and a half sacks. Nye Petty having a great game. Nine tackles. Samir Phillips, two and a half sacks with eight tackles. Uh, Corbin, he's got eight. I mean, the Tiger defense, they came to play tonight. 
And, uh, you know, I, I kind of, if you're Worcester, uh, do you just do the handoff drill now? Yeah, I'm not sure. We talked about DeBolt in the pregame. Um, DeBolt was interviewed by Nick earlier in the week. DeBolt's three for three on PATs tonight, two for two on field goals with a long of 38. Um, and he's averaging 40.7 yards on kickoffs and 36 yards <laughs> with the uh, four punts he's had tonight. So fantastic performance out of DeBolt and the special teams here of the Tigers. And the Tigers kickoff unit is back on the field. Ball spotted at the 40-yard line. And the Bolt will kick it away to the Generals. Again, I mentioned 5.07 left to go here in the fourth quarter. 35-7, the Tigers lead. Aiden Chandler alongside Craig Jackson. In the press box at Fallis Field in Worcester, Ohio. The Bolt's kick is away. Recovered by a Worcester General at the 8-yard line. Across the 25 to the 27-yard line. So that will be a 20-yard return where the Generals offense will come back out with 5.01 left to go. Yeah, I got I to gotta admit, uh, you know, one, one thing that Nick was telling me all week was he was saying, well, the, these games with uh, Worcester, they get really chippy, so be – it hasn't. It's been a really clean game. There hasn't. It, there hasn't been much chippiness. Um, and but both teams have been playing hard. There, it's been a physical game. Um, but yeah, there there hasn't been nearly the chippiness that uh, Nick had uh, promised me. So uh, I don't know. I'll have to have a talk with that young man when he comes back from <laughs> his break. Yeah, and I mean, only seven penalties between the two teams combined. Yeah, and that's not. That's not a lot in a high school football game. So no. Kudos to both coaching staffs. Uh, they're, they're playing clean football, as you mentioned tonight. So number eight, Backstrom, and at quarterback, throws it to four. Tristan Walker is across the 35-yard line to the 36, 37. Spot him at the 37. So that'll be good enough for a general first down. Nice throw there by the backup, Backstrom. Yeah, we're seeing uh, all sorts of uh – New numbers in there on the on the Tiger defense and the general offense. So Backstrom takes a snap. Oh, it's a high snap recovered by a Tiger. Number 54 of the Tigers, Javier Reynolds, recovers the high snap, and the Tigers offense will come back out with 4:36 left to go in this contest. Yeah, that, that snap was just way too high for Backstrom. I mean, he did his best to try and jump up there and get it. But, uh, unfortunately, when he tipped it to try and get uh, reel it in, it went right into the uh, waiting arms of Reynolds. And he was able to run for, I don't know, what was it, eight yards roughly? Yeah, yeah, a couple high snaps tonight. I mean, the one that went out of the back of the end zone, mm -hmm. that one, costly turnover. So, I mean, it's late in the game, and this one's all but over. But still, I mean, kind of kind of costly there. Yeah. So 4.36 left to go. Out marches the Tiger offense. And at quarterback. Yep, 24 is Ryan Awe at quarterback. No, Ferguson, 24, Ferguson at quarterback. Hands to 15, Ryan Awe, who gains two yards. So second and eight. 
Yeah, Jordan Ferguson, the sophomore, in at quarterback here. So Coach Bradley pulled out uh, all his weapons. So Ferguson. Yeah, kind of an odd number for a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hands to uh, Ryan Aw again. Yeah, because uh, up here in the press box, we were thinking that All was going to be the quarterback because he's wearing 15 yeah. and <laughs> Ferguson's wearing 24. But no Yeah, yep. <laughs> so third and eight for the Tiger offense here. Ferguson went over to the sideline to get the play. So we've got Ryan Aw in at running back. Let's see. Ferguson at quarterback, as we mentioned. Got Dre Matthews at receiver out on the right side. Ty Pickett in at receiver on the left. Takes a snap, throws to the end zone, and it's picked off by the Generals. Number 15 of the Generals, Michael Wright, picks off Jordan Ferguson, and that'll be a touchback, so the Worcester offense will come back out onto the field with 3.19 to go. Well, Ferguson under immediate pressure there, and he was getting walloped just as he threw that ball. Went, went very high. I wouldn't say it was quite a duck, maybe a quail. Uh, but it was up there and uh, really kind of a 50-50 ball, and uh, the defensive player just had much better position, was able to grab it. Yeah, Michael Wright has uh, made a couple of nice plays on the defensive end, gets, a or gets an interception there to get the generals the ball back. Uh, so, for the Generals, number eight, Kalen Backstrom in at quarterback. He'll take the snap with two receivers to his right, one to his left. Hands the ball off to number four, I believe, Tristan Walker. Is that who got the ball? Walker. So, that's a gain of six yards, bringing up second and four. Second and four for the general offense. Takes a snap as Backstrom. Hands the ball to number 24, Gabe Bray, who is picks up five yards, enough for a first down for the generals. Yeah, the uh, backups for both teams in there in full force and getting some much-needed playing time. It'll be a quick turnaround for him tomorrow morning, though. Yeah. They got the JV game and at Arlen Field tomorrow morning. Got some, just a little extra reps here for these guys. Backstrom hands it off to Bray. Oh, the flags are flying, so this one is likely coming back. Gabe Bray with a nice carry. Unfortunately, I believe there's a hold for one the generals, thing I, so it's coming back. One thing I'll say about this referee crew, when there's a penalty, they all see it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't think we've had a – a penalty where there was just one flag. Yeah. Every penalty, there's been two or three flags yeah. every time. Absolutely. For sure. I will say this is uh, uh, just just for the sake of uh, Nick, who I know is listening, uh, this has been the best officiated game we've seen all year. Uh, these guys uh, really know what they're doing, and uh, everything's been nice, crisp, and clean on their part. Quick score from Lexington. New Philadelphia and Lexington tied at 14. Wow. In the fourth quarter. So that one's going down to the wire. Backstrom just completed a pass to number five, Micah Martinez. Yeah, fear the village having a banger over there. Yeah, Corey. Corey I'm sure Corey's excited. I know Corey's excited. Yeah. 
I got the I got the uh, honor. I got to call a game with Corey a couple years ago, and senior high played Lexington because I was filling in for Mr. Leisure. So it was nice to do a game with Corey, but glad glad that they're getting a close one tonight. I'm sure they probably weren't expecting a close contest with New Philadelphia. It's four and one in the conference, but they've got it. Yeah. So a gain of four there for Bray of the Generals. I believe John said that the Generals now have completed passes to eight different receivers. Wow. So they're spreading the ball around even with the with the backups in there. Wow. So third and 17 coming up for uh, Backstrom in the offense. Takes a snap. Instant pressure there off the edge by number 20 of the Tigers. That was Terrence Feagan. Backstrom looks downfield. Unable to complete the pass, so it'll bring up fourth and 17 from the 25-yard line. Yeah, Backstrom showed some uh, some uh, some quick wits there. Had some instant pressure, but was able to get out of it and kept his eyes downfield. Just couldn't quite make the uh, completion. Nice job there by uh, Terrence Fagan to get some pressure. Yeah, Terrence Fagan, excuse me, get some pressure off the edge, make the quarterback to make a quick decision. So Dossie's into punt for the Generals. Can't quite see who's back to receive. Dossie's punts a low liner. It was number 15 of the Tigers, Ryan Awe. That punt rolls down to the 33-yard line where the Tigers' offense will come back out with 1.12 left to go. And I'm the Generals have some timeouts, but down 35-7. to seven. The Tigers may just be able to line up in the victory formation here. Yeah, uh, they could. I... I with the backups in, maybe they'll just do a couple dive plays or something just for the reps. I don't know. We're about to find out. Yeah. So it was all in, it was Ryan All in at running back last drive. Let's see. All right, there you go. You have it. New Philadelphia beat Lexington by a score of 21 to 14. So New Philadelphia stays right in the thick of the OCC race. Yep, 24, Jordan Ferguson takes the knee for the Tigers. 101 in counting. Ferguson likely will just take another knee once it's the, the game clock gets under 40 seconds, and that'll do it here. Yeah, uh... The best uh, formation in all of football, the old victory formation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So they'll let it run. And here they go. Ferguson takes a snap, takes a knee, and that will do it. 25 seconds and counting from Fallis Field in Worcester, Ohio at Worcester High School. The Mansfield senior T.Y. Tigers get the job done beating the Worcester Generals by a score of 35-7. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with the post-game action. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Locally owned and operated, the life support team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 
419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. So I switched my insurance to State Farm and get this. I talked to an actual State Farm agent who lives in my actual town and get this. My actual agent in my actual town gave me actual help with the coverage I needed. And get this, my actual agent in my actual town who gave me actual help actually knows my name. And get this, they actually say it's called service. Insurance with a local agent, it's called service. Call State Farm agent Gary Fagan in Mansfield today. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers! So the final score from Worcester, Ohio, the Mansfield Senior Tigers, 35, the Worcester Generals, 7. So the Tigers will move to 6-2, and 5-0 and in the OCC. The Generals fall to 2-6 and six and 1-5 and five in the conference. Just, a, I mean, a, f- a fantastic performance all around. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the first half they were a little sluggish, but, you're, you know, you're going on the road. Um, it's homecoming night. Uh, Worcester came in here with a lot of energy, a lot of emotion. Um, it was a very physical game, but a very clean game. Um, and, uh, you know, that first half or first drive of the second half when, uh, you know, things didn't go the way we thought they would for Mansfield Senior after they got the momentum heading into halftime, I kind of was like, okay, you know. But it was after that drive that – the the team just really seemed to come together and it's like you know what we're just we're taking control of this game and they did offensively and defensively um from that point on i mean defensively they were in control pretty much the whole game but offensively it seemed like after that first drive at the beginning of the second half just for whatever reason the, the everything seemed to click they were able yeah. to run the ball better they were definitely passing the ball better and uh this is probably the most complete game i've seen them play all year because there's always been something. Oh, they didn't run the ball that well. Oh, they didn't pass the ball that well. Oh, there's a lot of penalties. You know, there's always at least one thing you could be like, yeah, 
I mean, don't get me wrong, this wasn't perfect. There's definitely things Coach Bradley's going to be able to coach him up on this coming week. But this is definitely the most complete game I've seen them play. And uh, every week this team continues to improve. You know, two weeks left in the season, um, but they're sitting pretty in uh, the driver's seat of the conference, uh, which we'll get into when, you, when we go over the scores. Um, but, yeah, I was very impressed with how this team responded and very, very, very good win for the Tigers. Yeah, I mean, the worst thing we were talking about tonight for the Tigers was the fact that they were the Generals were getting a little bit of pressure on the, the field goals, yeah. the PATs. So that's if that's if that's your biggest concern, you're doing something. Yeah, right. because even in the first half, it was like, oh, Worcester's getting getting some pressure. They're they're able to stuff the run up the middle, and, and like I said, after that first drive in the second half, the pressure on the Worcester defensive line, they weren't able to get it. It's like I said, just everything seemed to gel. And uh, a great overall win for the Tigers. Yeah, it was it was uh, a fantastic performance, and we'll go over the stats here. Uh, Duke Reese was 11 for 19 through the air, 128, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So great performance from him. He did a great job running the ball too, 12 carries, 67 yards, and a touchdown. Zion Brown, six carries, 69 yards, and a touchdown, and also contributing Tank Petty, 14 carries, 62 yards. Amar Davis had two carries for 27 yards, but uh, he was out for the whole second half as he got injured. So um, I hope Amar heals up and we see him next week at Mount Vernon. But for the Generals, A.J. Lakowski, 13 completions on 20 attempts, 99 yards, no touchdowns. Running the ball, Julian Franklin really had a great game tonight. 16 mm. carries, 89 yards, one touchdown. He just got to the point in the game where they couldn't really do much running because the because yeah. they had fallen so far behind and running the ball obviously runs the clock. So Great performance from Franklin, um, leading the way, receiving. I mean, it's kind of hard. You mentioned nine, nine, eight or nine different guys caught yeah. the ball for the Generals, but leading the way, Anthony Sines, three carries, 35 yards, long reception of 27. For the Tigers, Nate Dismuke, five, car er, five receptions, 81 yards, and a touchdown. Amar Davis, three receptions, 33 yards. Um, Lala Owens had that one reception for two yards and a touchdown. But how we got to 35-7, to again, it was the Bolts' 20-yard field goal. With 4.02 left to go in the first quarter, Tigers went up 3 to nothing. Worcester answered very quickly with a fast drive. Uh, Julian Franklin, five-yard rushing touchdown. Avi Aurora made the PAT with 2.17 left to go in the first. The Generals led the Tigers by a score of 7-3. to And then we kind of stalled out for a while. Mm -hmm. The defenses started to pick things up. Um, Defensive lines on both sides were getting a lot of pressure, really bottling up the run game. Not really much in the passing game because there was no time to throw the ball. But the Tigers eventually were the next to score late in the second quarter with 132 left to, left to go as a uh, three-play drive. Dismuke, a 44-yard uh, reception from Duke Reese to put the Tigers up 10-7. to And then, again, not much scoring in the third quarter uh, till – till late. I mean, the Tigers had a 18-yard rushing touchdown by Duke Reese with 3.32 left to go to go up 17-7. to And then the Worcester snapped the ball out of the back of the end zone. Tigers got a safety with 3.19, so they went up 19-7. to And then DeBolt drilled, I mean, a 38-yard field goal that we said was good from at least 45. Absolutely mm -hmm. drilled it yeah. to go up 22-7 to for the Tigers. Lala Owens caught a pass with 11.01 left to go in the fourth quarter to go up 29-7. to and then Zion Brown with a big 48-yard rushing touchdown with 5.07 left to go in the fourth quarter for the Tigers to go up by a score of 35-7. to The Tigers had 
353 total yards of offense tonight, 225 rushing yards. You mentioned that stat about the 100 uh, was something about 100 rushing yards. Yeah, if they get 100 rushing yards, they've won 31 of their last 34 for like I think it's 886 winning percentage. Yeah, it was just just fantastic yeah. performance. Yeah, and to get what, what what was it 225? I mean, look at the, the yardage di disparity. Um, you know, senior high 353, and again. Last week they they dominated and you know I think it was 142 yards. Tonight they give up 147. This defense, uh, this defense is something special, man. You got you got players like uh, McGinty and, and Mo Mo Jr. and, and Samir Phillips. Nye Petty had a great game tonight, and Corbin had a great game tonight. And I mean, this defense is is, is fierce. Yeah, I think it's worth noting Mo Bradley, 17 total tackles, two and a half sacks. Nye Petty, 11 total tackles. I mean, Samir Phillips, two and a half sacks. Dalen McGinty only registered five tackles and half a sack tonight, but he was uh, causing a lot of chaos. I mean, getting in the backfield, well, yeah, pressuring he, he the quarterback. Was, yeah, the pressure he was bringing, he might not have had the numbers in the in the, in the the column there, but he, he was bringing in so much pressure that it altered – a lot of throws and gave sacks to a lot of other people because the quarterbacks were trying to get away from him. And he was oftentimes the first guy in the backfield too yeah. for the Tigers. So, I mean, overall things were pretty even in terms of plays. The Tigers had 58, the Generals 59. Tigers 17 first downs. As I mentioned, 353 total yards to the Generals, 147. Um, four turnovers for the Generals, two for the Tigers, but the two were kind of – the one was in garbage time, the interceptions. So, yeah. Um, the only one that was really – uh, worthwhile, I guess you could say, was the fumble on the goal line where the Tigers had yeah. a chance to blow this one open. Um, but, yeah, time of possession. Tigers held the ball for 24 minutes and 39 seconds. The Generals, 23 minutes and 21 seconds. And real quick, we'll just go through some scores in the area. We have a final from Ashland. West Holmes, 20. Ashland, 6. Um, Ontario, 34-0. Madison, Congrats to the Rams, as we had mentioned tonight. Beat Mount Vernon by a score of 38 to nothing. New Philadelphia got it done against Lexington, 21 to 14. So that wraps up the OCC action. Um, it was fun to be back in the booth. I enjoyed filling in for Nick. You guys didn't have to deal with him heckling you all night. But uh, thanks to John Davis and Ben May for providing us with live stats throughout the game. Pleasure doing the game with you. Yes, for the first Aiden, time it was it was awesome doing the game with you. Great, yeah, great so time here. We'll be back next. Yeah, you heard that. I'm sure I'm sure Nick is still listening. So uh, from Worcester, Ohio, the Tigers get things done tonight, move to 6-2 and two and 5-0 and oh in the OCC. Um, Craig, yeah, Craig, it's been, been, been big fun. So from, yeah. from Worcester, Ohio, we'll see you next week. Yes, Mount looking Vernon. forward to it. Yeah, we'll be back and tune in next week for the, the pregame show at 6.30. But from Worcester, Ohio, I'm Aiden Chandler, Craig Scott, signing off.